Wake up, gamers, because you're listening to The Big Thing Dimension with Dan and Bob Video Games. We've tried everything from being a detective to Tao Buddhism. We're going to have to rely on magic. Magic? Chris Wolfhard. We've tried nothing and we're all at ideas. And Dr. Agro. It's not fucking up if you did it on purpose. Here on Gigaboots. You know, that's what I said to my mom. She didn't believe that, though, Agro. <laughs> yeah, no, it's complete bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Big Think Dimension number 260. PlayStation in a coma. Uh. Xbox buried. Good times. General oh. Xbox, Xbox, Xbox is still dead. <laughs> We're some, maybe someday we're going to look back on it and be like, remember when they shipped a box called Xbox to stores? <laughs> but what about Tim Dog? Uh, that, <laughs> is that oh, the he's new? fully given up. He's fully, he's fully opposed to Xbox now. They have lost Tim Dog. <laughs> They've lost the right of Tim Dog. They seem to have lost a lot of people I never expected to be to have their reality bubble punctured. Yeah, when you... um. When you like, I don't know how most people read those types online, but I generally read them as half scam artists and half complete lunatics whose faith will be unshaking forever. Uh -huh. To see both groups fall out <laughs> is really telling. Yeah. <laughs> if it was only one or the other, then it would mean something. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. I don't anyway, hey, how's it going? We, we're here to talk about games we've been playing and also Xbox and also Sony, but how do you talk about a ghost? Right? <laughs> we have their entire lineup on the table and we go, now, if only we could put something down on this table. Um, I played some Helldivers too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I went, I went down. I took my trip, my 23-hour stay in Niceville. <laughs> That includes sleep, by the Jesus. way. Jesus, but not the drive time, I no, hope. No, it does not include the drive time down or up. <laughs> okay. So it was 23 hours, including sleep. And while I was down there, my brother had Helldivers 2 on his PC. Which seems insane, except for... It's blowing it's up. It's blowing up on... on my brother is extremely tapped into, like, Reddit PC as a gaming space. Uh-huh. That feels like... Like, every conversation we've ever had has pointed me in that direction. So he played Pal World, mm -hmm. and now he's playing Helldivers 2. Um... Helldivers 2 seems pretty good. Seems pretty good. So I bought it. I bought it on PC. That's good. It was kind of hard to choose between PC and PS5 because God knows the PS5 is a lot streamer, but the PC can crank that frame rate higher. On PC, they don't support the sort of features you would expect on PC, like, you know, DLSS instead of just having a software temporal AA solution. So, the, 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 but you can, you can tell it, hey, crank the resolution so high I stopped seeing these fucking artifacts, which, of course, on a PS5 you couldn't. I assume you haven't even been booted on your PC yet, though. I have. Okay. I played it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I played it. Okay. Yeah. No, don't don't worry. I'm not. <laughs> you can tell it to do that, and it doesn't. <laughs> uh, yeah. I. Uh, if in a world where PS5 Pro existed, uh huh, and this game definitely used the Sony 
temporal AA that will have fewer artifacts than software and be proximate to DLSS, mm-hmm. presuming all of this. Right. I would have just gotten that version. There's literally, there's there's an ease of use there that I appreciate. Um, for people who don't know what the hell Hell Divers 2 is, Hell Divers 2 is you are in... St- <laughs> you... So you know how the guy Robocop made a sci-fi film that was very, very much straightforward and definitely not satire at any level? So imagine you were in that film, Starship Troopers, and it was still definitely straightforward and not at all hilarious satire. Uh It's your job to spread managed democracy across the universe by defending the home front against invaders, uh, half of which are the aliens from Starship Troopers. The other half are... um, the, the Terminator. <laughs> it's just a planet full of Terminator robots and some other friends, but mostly just the, the T-1000 or whatever, right? The thing you think of when you hear Terminator robot. So you go... Well, well, you see, Dan, you see yeah. Dan, Starship Troopers isn't satire because mm. the book isn't. I never read the book because I don't read any books. Mm. But that lets that, that tells me that I am perfectly legitimate to think that this movie where <laughs> where a man in a nazi uniform walks up to something and says it's afraid and everyone cheers is a completely sincere and unironic film oh yeah of course of course no that's the text there's no other layers <laughs> you're just making shit up uh you mean the film where a dude without a fucking leg, I believe, or was it an arm? Is just uh, like the arm, middle leg. Yes, both says the military made me the man I am today. Yes, almost with a tear in his eye. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing else going on there. Um, well, the, the book I didn't read, the book I didn't read because <laughs> I've never read any book, was mm-hmm. satirical. Oh, okay. I see. All right. And something uh, 30 years later, surely. No. wouldn't change it <laughs> i mean it's a faithful adaptation i've been told i understand <laughs> not that i would read to find out anyway uh yeah so so you're fighting terminator robots and starship trooper aliens you dive down to a planet you have an objective you go in to do that that it's a really large terrain area that you navigate yourself in order to find these things so it'll be stuff like either retrieving thing restoring a facility um destroying a facility like i went down to the terminator planet like mm-hmm. i went over to that end of the war which is a very different part of this galaxy or whatever um went down to their planet and busted up their fucking satellite relays on the ground <laughs> like just blowing up all of the dishes and shit they had set up and then it was like okay now get out and i'm like yeah robo robo vietnam is a hellscape because <laughs> it's literally tropical trees that could get blown up and knocked over as red lasers like straight from the intro of terminator fly through the forest out at me i'm like yeah this is this is great and uh just so you know the only reason i even died on that mission is my teammates sucked <laughs> i'm like brand fucking new at this game and i'm watching as my ally throws a grenade at my feet and i'm like bro anyway shortly thereafter him and his friend quit the match and then i won by myself <laughs> which goes to so- show maybe you're better off solo <laughs> yeah what you say there's a story. Is there like cutscenes or how's the story there's, told? There's an intro cutscene which you saw as that trailer that was the Starship Troopers parody. Okay, yeah. Or well, not not parody, completely original thing that, that might def- evoke the vibes. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then you get the tutorial which is like a training thing to set you up, which is really funny because they clearly got some war vet to record all the audio lines for this boot camp that you're doing by yourself. 
And it, the first thing he says is like, it's me, the legendary war hero, blah. I'm not easily impressed, so let's get to work. And as you do the most basic shit, he's like, oh my god, your tactical brain outdid all of those aliens. You're such a fucking genius, you're practically invincible. <laughs> it's just coming out of the speaker sitting on the ground. It's mm. really good. There's uh, It definitely extends that propaganda satire tone of Starship Troopers to every element of that. Okay. Um, but when it comes to the actual game, no, it's it's like, imagine you go up to a war map, and the war map has the entire region. You can curse or scroll wherever you actually want to go, and this is enormous. On this side, you have the Terminator robots. All the fucking way over here, you have the Starship Troopers aliens. Um, and you can select those regions and then start a war, because you literally have, like, if you recall the old Conquest mode in Soul Calibur Two. You have the percentage of deflecting them. Okay. You know, you're conquering these regions. You're defending your managed democracy. Uh, that goes up. So you will win back regions from them by doing missions in these areas. You can go and manually select individually, like, this region, one of these seven different things, which are different things on those maps in that region. Or you can just hit the square button and quick match. Okay. And are is that all always online? So it's like, or is it? That's something actually affected by single player progress, or is it something just always out there? Like, oh, it's tapping the into the server to just be like, what is the general state of this? Mm. Yeah, this this is just straight up a multiplayer game. Just think of it as like a, you know, a multiplayer centric shooter that <laughs> isn't trying to ask for money from you every fucking second you play it, which is a really that's rare I, thing nowadays. That's <laughs> what I. Gee, I wonder why it's successful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a complete mystery. The, that's the impression I kind of got of it, and I'm really glad that it, it seems like this service shit dying is starting to push developers back towards, yeah, you, you buy the game for $70, then you play it. Yeah, and this one's only 40 They do have that weird edition it's, that's ooh, like... That's actually surprising. They, they have, they have, okay, so I also forgot to mention, so the planet we're defending is called Super Earth, <laughs> and the, the $60 edition gets you super citizenship. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, this everybody does, you know, every, every service game tries to get these collaborations, you know. <laughs> they need to go to sadly it's Disney now, but they oh. need to go to Disney and get the ball aliens from that episode of Futurama that's just Starship Troopers. <laughs> I I've seen a lot of Futurama. I don't think I saw that one. Huh. Oh, it's so good. They uh, uh, Fry joins the military to get a 5% discount at a gas station. <laughs> yes. and, then they just... and it's like, well, we, we can quit, right? And he's like, sure, you can quit as, assuming war isn't declared. And then as soon as he signs it, war is declared. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good episode. That was like season one or two. That's that's really good. Man, I'm surprised I haven't seen it then. Um, But yeah, so this thing, you know, my first vibe was like, holy shit, it's like Left 4 Dead. <laughs> like, like, cause you know, Left 4 Dead was similarly a game you just bought. Uh-huh. And then there's shit to do with your friends. And it's just, it's four player? Yeah, I think it caps out at four. Okay, and it, but it's not, I, I also saw them saying, yeah, we're not playing doing any sort of competitive stuff. It's yeah, all... they're not doing PvP, yeah. <laughs> because that's the thing. Um, this is, apparently, I slipped into, this is my first extraction shooter. This is technically on paper. If you look at what the objectives are and shit, it's an, but it, there's no PVP at all. Huh. At all. So that's, yeah. Speaking of which, the well, reason they talked about the PVP thing is someone on 
someone on Twitter was like, it's Helldivers is beating the crap out of Call of Duty. I will now compare their numbers months apart. <laughs> yeah. This, this game four months after launch isn't doing anywhere near as well as this game that blew up. And it's like, uh, no way. Crazy. Um, but yeah, the director or whatever came out and was like, yeah, no, we're not doing PvP. That's not what we're interested in. Yeah, the game has... Uh, here are some neat things you haven't heard about the game that are really, really cool, and I'm going to describe them from a controller standpoint instead of mouse and keyboard. If you're on mouse and keyboard, I understand. Same idea, but uh, less compelling in my opinion. So, you know those drops you can drop down, right? Like, you you literally have the ships in orbit to uh -huh. drop you shit, and you have cooldowns on them that are massive. So, say you run out of ammo, you can resupply by holding L1... And then the command move, like it's a move list in a fighting game, pops up in the upper left. And it's like, okay, if you want to do a resupply, an ammo drop, hit up, up, down, down, left, right, and it will drop from orbit the ammo. Huh. Uh, the other things you could drop is a giant light machine gun. You could drop, a, 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 you can call in a strike, so a surgical strike. And whenever you do this, you get the grenade after you do that input to then throw it wherever you want this shit to happen. So literally, you can drop ammo on the motherfucking aliens to crush them with the ship from orbit slamming down. Mm. And then get the ammo out of it as well. Like, there's a lot of advantages to that. When you die, you do get to respawn. There is a certain cooldown rate of that, though. Like, and it's expendable. So you have a backup, like, let's say three guys for reinforcement. If you all keep dying, you will run out of that because you won't have enough time cooling down in order to get more to come in. So that system of being able to hold L1 real quick and bash out some D-pad shit is really cool. The terminals you do in some of these missions also similarly have the same thing. So you walk up to them, you hit X, the camera will crane around, and then the screen in front of you will just have a D-pad input thing you need to do really fast to bash it in in order for it to be like, okay, you hacked that. Huh. Uh, another thing they did was, um, like, pipe troops, basically, for a different one, where it's just like, because keep in mind, aliens are all over this fucking planet, so if you can imagine you just slaughtered a bunch to hopefully buy enough time to do that uh -huh. at that panel. That was pretty interesting. I've only done the pipe troops thing, like, once, um, but other ones have been like, yeah, this station's, like, valves and shit are all fucked up. You need to bring it back online, so... There are three of them, and that's all the monitor will say. So then you need to explore, like, the area around that in order to go find them and then go repair them, which are all, like, specifically in that case, you walk up to it, you hit a button, your character will grab the handles on it, and then you need to turn it. All of this, of course, at any time you could get jumped. Presumably you have allies, but uh, I sure did better without them because I haven't tried to play with anyone I know or anyone in the Gigaboots community. Um yeah, no, really just conceptualize this thing like it's like it's Left 4 Dead or something like that. Mm. I haven't played Payday, so I can't speak to Payday, but right. presumably also that. Um, Man, they, they sure did make a successor to Left 4 Dead that had all that live service microtransaction shit and it instantly died, huh? And no one learned a single fucking lesson from that, did they? <laughs> <laughs> Even Payday did that same thing most recently and seemingly killed themselves. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think they put out a roadmap this week and it's like, oh uh, yeah, here's all, all, our roadmap is us fixing all the things that are broken with the game because we shipped a year too early. We're not going to address the uh, offensive monetization at all. Yep. That sounds about right. Um, 
Yeah, and also, I guess it's worth noting, people in the chat are bringing it up. You can technically, while you're aiming, hit a different button in order to get a aim down sight sort of like first-person shooter view. Huh. So if that's more your thing, you can do that as well. Um, and if I remember correctly, in the settings screen, you can set it to remember which mode you were in, I think. So that way you can easily just aim down sights again. Um, I like the mobility in it. Weirdly enough, there's no jump button, but your character is able to clamber onto shit really easily. So the terrain is very specifically built to be like, you can't get over this. You can get over this. The aliens struggle to get over shit too, like... Uh, so imagine very, very small baby, uh, is Terranid the name of the thing from Starship Troopers? Anyways. Uh, Tyranid is the, th is the shit from Warhammer, which are just the things from Starship Troopers. <laughs> hmm. Why would I mix those up? <laughs> <laughs> that was very so strange. Confusing. Uh, but you can, um, you could you could get like a bunch of small one of those. And I was near the valve thing I've been talking about for a moment. And there are like pipes going around the whole facility. The, the baby aliens just crawled into that. And then because it's all curved and very detailed and shit, they could not figure it out. So they're like stuck in this fucking thing. And I'm like, that's like a small miracle right there. As I start <laughs> mowing them down and then the, the bigger ones start coming. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, of course they could traverse over this just fine. <laughs> they're big enough. Um, it, it's really neat. Like, I really enjoy playing this. There's a lot going on with, like, how you can mess up terrain uh, from the trees and on the, like, robo-Vietnam mm -hmm. planets and stuff and other things about it that are, that are really cool. Uh, different areas of the different maps will have, like, how do you put it? How did they put it? Uh, sort of like you find things that are salvageable. You can go find, like, pickups that are, like, like little like resources uh you can find dead soldiers find messages from them and stuff but none of that's like mission essential hmm. um and yeah, the, is there like some overarching progression that it helped with uh there is a progression system in this so when you start the game you have like imagine the most ba basic ass you have a pistol uh -huh. and your main thing's a machine <laughs> <laughs> but it's more like an assault rifle uh eventually you get all sorts of uh, shit on that front that you can uh, swap out and use and they, they all control really differently I got to check out my brother's kit he was a uh, level 9 and already had like built out like he could choose between light armor heavy armor he could choose between a bunch of different weapons uh, so you know you are just leveling up like that I have to wonder if there are like systems in this game to accelerate that that you could buy for money but it hasn't thrown it in my face and I don't care right um but yeah i've been having a lot of fun with it it also looks really good uh this is a heavier relatively heavier game mm. on pc because you know it's got a lot of enemies running around a terrain and they need to clamber over and stuff so of course it's cpu heavy and being designed for a next-gen console as the base right spec like that, it's not on ps4 at all right right oh god this is this shit gonna run on the ps4 trying to imagine the version of this that runs on the ps4 and it's a uh, hideous and running terribly um so you know if you have a really old pc it may not run so great but even something like my brother's playing and he's playing on a 9700k intel cpu and while that's nothing remotely new it's not you know 10 years old mm -hmm. it's like six or five or something four um so you know there's that 
I'm enjoying this. I'm going to play some more of this going forward. It does have cross-play, so if you get on PS5, you can play with PC people, vice versa. And you can disable that if that matters to you. <laughs> I do not know why that would matter to you, but that you have that option. They don't have cross-progression, though. So if you play on one and you go to the other, that's a different file. That's a different thing. They say they're going to work that in down the road. Frankly, if they had gotten that working at launch, I might have bought two copies. Mm-hmm based on just playing it at Steve's house. Um, but uh, for now, I'm sticking with the PC version. I would I would have liked to have the PS5 just to be easier to stream, but I really hate temporal AA artifacts. I'm <laughs> buying a PS5 Pro just because of how much I fucking hate them. Uh, we, wait, this actually... This is the devs of Magicka? I didn't realize that. Did you know that? I'm trying to remember what Magic somebody in, is. Somebody in chat saying Magic that. is like the four-player wizard game. Yeah, I feel like I've heard that. Huh. That huh. is like a, more than a decade know. old, I think. Okay, that sounds familiar. That. Yeah, it is 13 years old. Oh, they made the really fucking terrible 2014 gauntlet I bought a while back. That's stunning because I did not enjoy that game. It looks very visually similar to Helldivers 1, though. Yes. Like the, Now the, that, that I'm hearing yeah, Helldivers... Like Helldivers only came out one year after that, too. Yeah. Oh, so they're clearly being developed at the same time, even. Yeah, that, that totally checks out. Yeah, Helldivers 2 is definitely, like... They kept putting out trailers that were, like, 20 frames per second. Uh-huh. I don't know why. Yeah. That's... I guess that game has a fidelity mode and no one would use it. Because... I, I genuinely don't know why you would do that to yourself because I've seen footage on PS5. It does not run that bad. Okay. I don't know why they kept putting out trailers like that because that was one of the main reasons I wrote it off and I was going to get Legendary Tales, the PSVR mm -hmm. RPG that Agro will be talking about later unless he just wants to make me a liar right now and goes, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Man, uh, like a full 3D Magicka would honestly excite me way more. Like if it was the exact same game as Helldivers 2 but looked like Magicka with all those different spells and be like, yeah, of course. That would be, that be, would be really sick. That would be really sick. Uh, but yeah, I've really been enjoying Helldivers 2. We have a uh, forum for it on the Gigaboots fan discord. So if you're looking for people to match up with and you're in the fandom, join the Gigaboots fan discord. There's a link in every video, which is also what I will say to you if you tweet at me, hey, can you give me a link to the Gigaboots fan discord? And the tweet before your reply is me saying there is a link in every video. I'm not posting a link to the fan discord on Twitter. <laughs> Oh, so you can just use exclamation mark Discord as a command. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to spending more time with that. That game, there's just a certain <laughs> level of... What's I just up? imagine someone typing that in the comments on YouTube. Like, it didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, type exclamation mark Discord right now <laughs> for your chance for an iPod Nano. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just a certain level of way the game feels, the way you have, like, certain amount of grenades you have, the grenade feel, the everything about it that's, like, really fun. Like, there is just the right amount of stamina from running mm. for me to feel like I could get away with this, and then maybe I can't. <laughs> and that's, like, a really tense moment and situation. There's also, when it comes to aiming, you know, it's hard to describe because most third-person shooters aren't quite like this. But if you can imagine, you're running or moving and shooting, and it's a big, heavy gun. You get to see the exact circle of where you're actually going to hit. Oh, okay. Rather than the article, or rather than the reticle. 
So you'll pull up and be like this, but your character is still bringing up the light machine gun because you just came from a full sprint. Mm-hmm. And it'll show you that circle just making its way up there. Okay, so, so the animation needs to catch up to where the game gun actually points. Yes, because that's a part of the game feel. Mm-hmm. Like you not being able to instantly snap a light machine gun up is a part <laughs> of exactly what the game is all about. Um, it It feels really good to see that communicated like that and like that because you see so many situations where you know from traversal to many other elements modern video games are not interested in having you understand that what you're doing is is influencing what the character is doing but will not guarantee instant success like game traversal in 3d spaces got a lot easier and a lot more uh simple added less depth after things like the n64 era because nobody wants to account for the physics speed of a long jump going into another thing they kind of just want to hit a button and it does the same consistent jump height, jump speed, etc. Mm-hmm. That's part of what I enjoy about Pseudo-Regalia. It is very physics-based. It is very built into the physics how the different moves work off of it. So I, I, there's something really immediately enjoyable about that aspect of this that I don't see in a lot of shooters. I'm trying to think, think of one third-person shooter where they had this exact element of that. But yeah, no, it's, it's really good. I had a lot of fun. Anyway. You don't want to talk about Friday? No, let's not talk about Friday. <laughs> Bob, did you do anything other than Steam Next Fest? Uh, I played more of the end game for uh, Grand Blue Relink. How's that treating you? As it's still really good. It feels great to get strong. <laughs> so, somebody said there's like bosses in there that aren't in the campaign. Is that true? Um, They are like harder versions of other bo- older bosses from the campaign. There might, There probably will be unique bosses as well deeper in yeah because i know people who are like yeah i haven't done everything yet i I played it a game 150 hours yeah no it seems like every time you unlock a new difficulty grade it's like what there's this much more i thought it was at the end of this (laughs) um yeah it's funny how much that game mirrors the mobile game not just in stuff like it has the same difficulty things like it has the same difficulty settings for everything but also mechanically it's very neat. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot like the of whole, the whole thing with the uh, what is it called when they go crazy overdrive and you have to delete, mm-hmm. deplete their overdrive. That's just from the turn based game. Oh, huh. interesting. That's just from the, that's just from the, the huh. mobile game. Um, I will say to anyone who hasn't hit the end game yet. After you beat the full game and see the credits. The first mission you do, make sure you get every single crab. Every one of them. You can't replay that mission until after everything in the end game. So oh. now I'm missing. I, I have every crab except those. And those last four mm. crabs will take me from a 200 plus attack to a 1,000 plus attack, which is huge. Well, thank you, Bob, for oh, the I pro tip. I missed a bunch of crabs in the in the story. Oh no. no, it's fine to miss the ones in the story. You can replay that basically as soon as you beat the game. You cannot oh, you replay, can replay this... the story now. Yeah. Yeah, you've got a chapter select. I think it's great. Okay. Okay. That's yeah, good. I just I just went through and got all of those, but then I hit to the part where it's like, yeah, now you need to replay this mission. It's like I I can't. Oh that, no! That's I rough. need to do all of the end game before I can do that. <laughs> oh boy. Um, and it keeps unlocking more and more ways to get strong. Like after your character's at level eighty, mm-hmm. it's like here's this other menu. Spend this many skill points, and we'll give you five random stats. <laughs> these stats are like. Oh yeah, what if we add 500 to your attack? 
Oh my god. And you can, if you get a bad set, you can re-roll re it by spending those skill points again. <laughs> oh my god. So do you go just, do you go back to like the main campaign? It's just like, you're dead. I looked at you and you're dead. Yeah, no, things die instantly. Which is how you know it's a correctly made <laughs> RPG. Yes. Can you get some kind of funny result by going back to the id fights where he washes you and be like, I'm level 99 now. <laughs> I need to <laughs> try. It's going to be very different. They, they make you play as main character, mm. like as a grand or digit. And I did not level them up enough to actually beat him in that first fight. Because uh, I just focused solely on some of the other characters. Um, but one of the later fights where you refight him again, you, his health bar just evaporated. <laughs> it was like, oh, and it's just playing the cutscene where it was a draw anyway. So I have to wonder if it does that when you redo the main one where he beats you. But it'll, because I was actually doing damage to him. Like I got him down to like half health before I, I beat, or before the cutscene was like, okay, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do you win. Stuff. He's like, well, I'm leaving and getting away with what I was going to do anyway. And you're like, well, fine. I don't even care. <laughs> this is, just makes sense. Um, but yeah, that's been a lot of fun just seeing how much there is to get strong in that game. That, the constant encouragement of like, oh, you need to get resources to get this weapon uh, uncapped. Okay, now I need to go do the thing to get get money so you can uh, level the weapon up and get mat resource all, materials. All shit from a from the mobile game. Yeah, directly. You can tell. You can it's really it's tell. It's almost like it's almost <laughs> like when you're mobile, like when your mobile game, you just design relatively solid mechanics. You can translate those to different genres. I'm glad there's no weapon grids, though. I hate weapon grids and still don't understand how they exist. There's because in Granblue you get to pick weapons. You get to pick nine mm -hmm. and they're in a three by three grid and the way you order them matters somehow wait you eat like for each character or is this like uh for your party for your par weird because each character grand has blue, a ton of weapons grand blue is one of those things to where to to execute at the highest level you need to have like a statistics degree <laughs> not surprising See, this is funny because we all appreciate and understand the the part of Grand Blue that feels good is you get real strong, mm -hmm. and all the different systems for getting strong are really important and good. I realized as I was playing it, if if I had seen a single digit for damage or leveling up on a single gun in Hell Divers Two, I wouldn't have bought the game. I don't <laughs> want to play that game. I don't. I'm so sick of fucking games with numbers where I'm worried they won't matter. Mm -hmm. If it had been here, like, here. this is Steve's really cool golden hellfire, I would have been like, no. <laughs> now, admittedly, I just came from two human. So maybe I'm broken as a person for now. No, but I'm just I, I feel done. the same I'm way. Done. Yeah, no. It's, and, it's, and, and while we're talking about this specific <laughs> thing, I, attention all RPG developers. <laughs> I'm not stacking elemental resistance. You shouldn't even have that as a stat unless it's like halves damage from this element. I am not going to go seek out a gear set to get 35% fire resist reduction or any shit like that. Take those nodes off your skill tree, take them out of your gear, but don't have them. World of Warcraft figured that out in 2006. But, but Chris, 
Diablo 4 is on Game Pass for everyone <laughs> a month and a half from now or something. I, that, that's how you're going to play it, right? I, <sighs> no. First of all, I still have to play Diablo 2 and 3, which I own on PS5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember when th that sort of thing was completely reasonable. Like old Final Fantasy games, like, yeah, you get an armor that halves the damage of those type of elements. That's, Having that's is old... fine, but right. it's like when you get the gotcha loot and it's like plus five fire resistance fuck you right just and, and like in grand blue there are things on the character trees that are like uh, this makes you take less damage than fire like looks like a node i'm not buying because over <laughs> here is more attack power yeah, yeah nowadays i generally view that stuff as a uh a trick mm -hmm. right they're trying to trick me they think my brain's weak and we'll see fire resistance plus three percent and fall for that instead of 20 more attack nice I, try I, satan i think that the the grand blue one's really funny because after you get to a certain point on that skill tree it's like yeah the, the prices increase so exponentially you could buy everything yes before a 50 percent point that's true. Uh, by or for the price of this, so it's like, yeah, of course I'll buy those now that they're right. basically free. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's the they were there before to trick you. Yeah. Now and then, it, the later parts of the skill tree get really weird. It's like, what if your counterattack, the special skill, did three percent more damage? It's like, I don't care. That's in the way of me getting the twenty or the fifty plus attack that's right after it. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I feel like they know. Right. That is one of those skill trees where it's like, hey, buy these nodes. How about you just level me up and give me better stats <laughs> instead of making me go into your fucking math homework yeah. <laughs> and do it manually? It's okay. I, I here's like what here's, really here's what you understood do. the sphere grid. <laughs> you and you we have to live with that forever. You highlight the thing you want. You hit the square button. It tells you how many points you need, and then you just go. Well, I'm leveling up for that many points. Yeah, exactly. And I don't That's... care one second sooner. If you don't want to fucking read all this shit, you don't want to care. <laughs> That's what you do. Oh yeah, no. I just I if there's not a branch, I just go down to a, lo a later node, hit X, hit buy all until I can't buy all anymore. I don't, right? like that's... I don't give a shit. I'm going to read the skills. I don't care what the stats are. I'll find out if I'm dying or not. Hey, sometimes it works. God, I need to, I need to play 10 again. Cause I remember the fear grid being the most dumb. Like I was just upset. Cause it was it's... basically a line. It was like, yeah, you're going to get this stronger in this direction. It, like, okay. It spread, it, I kind of <laughs> like it because everybody's in their role initially. And then when you get to the back half of the game, you can spread out and customize people. Or or if you're playing the PS4 version, they let you pick the uh, the expert sphere grid, oh. which is, ju which is uh, a completely different layout that lets you take any character down any path. So they did the thing I they did just... to 12 where they made it actually a, a job system properly. <laughs> I mean, you, there's still there's still stuff you can do in the base in the original sphere grid. Like you find items that's like, yeah, you can uh, you can give this character any note on the board of this type. So I would always do it to be like, OK, now Yuna has this black mage spell. Mm. So she has black magic way before she can get it. And I think it's fine. I don't I think it's fine to pigeonhole the characters initially so people can learn how to play your game. Yeah, I think a big problem that comes from the, a lot of those systems is you make characters too generic and they don't have a thing anymore. They're just sort of like they could be anything. Yeah, that's how that's how ten becomes it, like an end game. Mm -hmm. Until then, like it's like yeah, Lulu is the black mage, so she goes along the black mage path. It's there's a lot of games that just turn it into busy work though. Mm -hmm. Like there's absolutely no choice involved. 
Hey, Final Fantasy 13. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing hey, great. <laughs> hey, Tales of Zillia, how are you? Um so my frustration having heard the thing just now in the moment you, you know, if you're watching the video version, you probably saw the anguish cross my face. I did not think about how the PS4 version of 10 would have the like Ultimania or whatever the re-release was, uh -huh. the, the international. I think just edition. international, yeah. It also right. has those bosses. So I didn't think about how that is a reason to not play the original on a really good upscaler. And I'm like, God damn it. Because as you all know, it, at the, least it's not like if 12 where it's like, yeah, it's not playable on the original because it needs to run at twice the speed to be a playable video game. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like it's not if you. Um, it's not if that you have still. a way to play. You could just get the international version. It has English. Oh, really? Oh, I did not like, know that. everywhere but America got that. And I'm sure one of those must be at 60 frames a second. Or that game hope. probably ran at 30 on PS2. It ran at 30 on PS2, but if I'm going to use uh, some of the tech I got, I need it to run at 60. <laughs> Man. Yeah, because I don't, I don't want to play the PS4 version. I've seen how banged up the models are and how right. weird it looks. Yeah, that... It's a real Sonic Adventure, be... you know, on yeah. GameCube situation. <laughs> anyway. God, talking about Final Fantasy X makes me want to replay Final Fantasy X. That game's actually really good. What about when you talk about Final Fantasy Thirteen? How do you feel then? <sighs> Disappointed, because like that's like I can't even be mad at that game because it's like you didn't let Square didn't let them make it. <laughs> it's like that game needed another year and a half, even back then. Like I've never played a game that's like the story. This is the first JRPG that has a story that's hard to follow because they cut out half the cutscenes that were supposed to be there. It's okay. I'm sure they'll explain it all in 13-2, right, Bob? <laughs> That's what they we're trying to accomplish there. Yeah, sure. Uh -huh. <laughs> Why don't they just do the Twin Peaks thing and release a new cut of Final Fantasy 13 that has that all the been, things? That, that would be incredible. Peak, actually, yes. if Sony got the if exclusivity they... on that, that would matter more than either of the Square games they shipped last year to me. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's deranged. Let's go. I... <laughs> I need they they finished Final Fantasy seven seven remake and, and Toriyama's just like no, we're fixing it. I'm going back. <laughs> he gets into the time machine. <laughs> yeah, no that that'd be that'd be neat. Um, Bob, did you have any other Grand Blue thoughts? Not really. I was gonna play through Grand Blue again on PC, and then my trip to Niceville and Helldivers kind of ate up the time I had cut out for that because right. you know we had podcast work to do and. Watch, watching <laughs> about 10 hours worth of Twin Peaks yeah, in a like, single we week. We watched the rest of season two and even started the next season. And Jesus. watched the movie. Yeah. We're doing it. It's happening. You know, fun fact, listener, if you're if you just if you have that uh, workaholic mindset, OK, and you find yourself unable to really enjoy things that aren't necessarily work or at very least you feel a guilt or whatever. If your job, if your goal is getting cultured, <laughs> then you're doing work. That's, that's the, that's the mental trick. That's what you got to do. Don't yell. How's Andy? Stop that. Anyways. Hey, Bob. Hey, uh, Tw Twin Peaks was, was, uh, was a show we watched. It was pretty cool. I've eaten too many donuts and coffee since. Yeah, no, it's definitely TV. a bad influence on that mm -hmm. side of things. You got to stop it. They got to stop. Somebody has to stop 
Twin Peaks. <laughs> I, I really now that you've watched the first two seasons of Twin Peaks, like I, I need to just get the gun and put it to your head and be like, okay, Dan, play Deadly Premonition. Oh, see how I see how a laughable it is. <laughs> I mean, it seems it's completely inevitable because here's how it goes. We watch Twin Peaks season one and two, and I'm already like, this is clearly that. We watched Twin Peaks season three. We watched the first six parts, five parts. Something like that. Five episodes. One and two and three and four are combined, but then the rest are seemingly. Anyways, and that was control. <laughs> so between the part one and two being Alan Wake, so two, actually, and then part three being Alan Wake, two also, but also control. <laughs> I'm losing my mind over here. You know what? None of them are. Uh, no video game out there is a Twin Peaks movie because we don't ship NC-17 games. <laughs> and that movie's pretty much going to be that if they turn it into a video game because most of it's like, David Lynch wanted to shoot some tits. <laughs> Mr. I'm, I'm Lynch, sure there's some fucking Silent Hill game that's that. Played three? Have you played four? I have. I mean, honestly, it's not going to be those. It's going to be one of the like Western developed ones if it's going to be any of them. Because in order to be that, basically nothing would have to happen, and it would have to be a prequel, which I think one of those is right. Uh, I I think one of them is like this is how the cult of Silent Hill began. You know, the shit that shouldn't matter at all, and you shouldn't even want to know. Yeah, yeah, basically, right? Silent Hill Origins of the PSP. There we go. <laughs> what, do you, uh, what do you think's worse? The hmm. Resident Evil movies or the Silent Hill movies? Uh, I haven't watched Silent Hill movies. I only saw the first one, and I saw it in theaters, and I thought it whipped ass uh, because it was cool as shit. Keep in mind, I hadn't beaten a whole Silent Hill before that. <laughs> um but that's the thing. I also thought the first Resident Evil was cool in theaters. Uh, it's only once you get to the second and after that where in theaters, I'm like, I'm not showing up ever again <laughs> in theaters for this. Are you fucking kidding? Um, how do you compare two movies? Okay. How do you compare two movies to what? Six? Yeah. The entire franchise has got way overblown. And also, you didn't say specifically that guy's resident evil movie you just said the resident evil live action movie so now it's seven because we're including welcome to no, raccoon fuck city no, fuck welcome to raccoon city that shit ain't real it is real i watched it <laughs> i, I mean they used the ada launch from that for the video games it has to be real did they yeah that's yeah the same the, the, the uh, same actress uh-huh like not well, visually but her voice i hope i hope she <laughs> puts on a better performance in that movie than she does in the games. Oh, nope. no. <laughs> nope. I watched that movie. Oh. I played the game. Didn't realize she was who played her in the game at first. And I'm like, man, this Ada Wong's asleep at the wheel. And then it finds out, yeah, that's the lady from Raccoon. And I'm like, excuse, excuse me? Excuse me? Why would you do that? Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. How do you compare seven films to two? How do you do that? Man, why weren't the Silent Hill films just literally Twin Peaks? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the second Silent Hill movie is apparently terrible. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I've heard nothing good about it. And it's, yeah. uh, it's not done by the, guy, the same guy who did the first one, is it? Uh, and, no. Because that guy's coming back for the new second movie. <laughs> yes, they're doing another movie and they're like, this is the actual second Silent Hill I, film. I, 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 really, I really hope that there's some kind of like retrospective on like this current era of Konami where it feels like somebody tricked them. Like mm. it almost feels like they were tricked somehow. 
And how do you mean? Like, where it's just like, yeah, here's 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 this horrible Silent Hill streaming show thing. Uh, here's this really terrible downloadable thing. I don't know. After this, years, years of nothing. They when last time they were doing actively making Silent Hill was it was all this like. It was yeah, all these know, Western but, uh, games, it, but, and it was the, the PSP. It, it, like, it, something must have made them start again. P- Some part well, of they, Konami realizes they don't get how to make a Silent Hill, and they don't know what the appeal is. So they've turned into armchair devs, and they're just greenlighting the pitches. Yeah, I, I don't know. This feels like really par for the course for them, though. Like, this is exactly what they were doing with the IP last time they managed this. So now they're getting back into video games, so of course they just pick it up where they left off, is what it feels like. Right. God. It seems consistent that they don't know how yeah, to they, they, it's Silent Hill. Even, like, even this what, week, the uh, the guys, like, Bloober team came out and was like, I don't know why they released that trailer. Our game shouldn't be reason like that, we swear. Sure. <laughs> I, sure I don't I believe, believe that. You. I don't believe it, but <laughs> even they're I, like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, it's under- funny. I think AMD's oh, look, Lisa Sue is going to say the same thing about Phil saying what he said during <laughs> the Xbox thing. I don't know why you fucking said that. He, of all people, should not. <laughs> Anyway, that's enough Twin Peaks slash Silent Hill random talk. But I wanted to get away from this. The only thing you have remaining is Steam Next Fest, isn't it? Yeah, that's all I got left. And that means we have to talk Ooh. about Friday. Yes, that's true. Do you want to do that before or after Steam uh, Next Fest? We're gonna do. We're gonna do it first. Hey, Bob, how's Rise, Son of Rome, the Xbox One launch title? That's a hit with that guy at GameStop in 2019. (laughs) Um, Imagine the future, an alternate take on the past, Dr. Agro. Oh, no, 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 no! This is how you're starting this! (laughs) What if Emperor of Rome, Nero, was assassinated? What would that change in history? You're asking me what would have changed about the late Roman Empire if one of its emperors were assassinated. Yes, because because we <laughs> want to hear what you think before we tell you what the huge bomb drop of the end of this game is. Okay, because the correct answer to that question is the list. <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain to you something about the late Roman Empire. Yeah. yeah. There was one time we had three emperors in a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so, so what's the game got? <laughs> what if they were still going nowadays? I'm, I'm going to take a moment, <laughs> and I'm going to take a breath, and I'm going to ask you the question. Is, is this game supposing that if we just killed Nero early enough, the Roman Empire wouldn't have fallen? That is yes. exactly the twist ending of this game is it so, cuts to modern times and it does an assassin's creed like pull out camera to show the holy roman empire is still going that's awesome where is the sequel about that so fun fact this game was supposed to be the first game in a trilogy of games but then both Crytek and Microsoft were like, we don't like how these rights are going to go, so we don't want to make the sequel because they both wanted to own the rights to the IDs. So instead, they have no games instead of a sequel to that moment. Oh my God. That, that's one of those things where it's like, it's not immediately a red flag that the person you're talking to might be a crypto fascist. <laughs> but you are going to want to take a second look. 
<laughs> no, that that's midwit genius. That's like Stargate <laughs> shit almost, where it's like we just want to have future Rome. Let's go. I I really you're thinking it's way cooler than it is, frankly. Yes. It just looked like a fucking city, but there was enough shit in it to be like, oh, I guess the implication given the prior scene is that they will still be going nowadays. Yeah, it ends with like some goddess being like, what you did will make the Roman Empire never fall. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, she said that to you as you bled out. It was, uh... Anyway, um, as someone in chat says, this is a real Usunt Dracul moment. Uh, I really appreciate that being how someone processes endings like this. So, so wait, like that um, didn't actually happen. Just some goddess showed you a vision of that happening as you died. Is what they would say when the sequel does not follow up on that. But it is very clear what's happening yeah, no, that here. That honestly sounds more like some minor Be Roman deity fucking Be with you. No, because she's actually at wits. She's battling this other fucking deity. And this was a game to get you to do the exact right thing to continue the Holy Roman Empire, which he did not want. Wh which deity is this? They didn't like fucking, they wanted to name these. I swear they oh, dropped fantastic. the name. I swear they dropped the name once, maybe, what? but I don't. I so I saw that the fight is the final boss Bodica. Is it a woman? Yeah, yeah, it was her. That's that's like one of those. That's like oh, one yeah. of those seventh yeah. gen. We don't understand anything about how to appeal to women moments where it's like, look, look, our woman is a is our villain's a woman. Stab her in the throat. I mean, the, we were playing this and Too Human at the same time, and chat who is Both not used to it. chat who is not used to seventh gen games felt like they were drowning as we would hard change games, and yet we're beating up women in both nonstop. God, like we still haven't really gotten we we've gotten past the do violence on women. See, women are involved. That we 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 fix the problem. We've only moved past that one step to like now women can be the war criminal in the game. <laughs> uh like Ryza feels minor compared to what to, to human, human does. does. But I guess we should finish talking about Rise first. Yeah, of course. Um, of course. Otherwise, other than that final plot twist, which was actually kind of a cool but really stupid. <laughs> um <laughs> this is the most plain video game it possibly could have been. Like you the combat does not change throughout the entire game. It's just basic, okay, hit the counterattack button in the right time, and then counterattack and kill them sort of things the entire game. And the only thing they have to break it up is turret segments. And weird little segments where you can pan the army, which is pretty cool, because you're like, oh, it's a, it's the a Roman army moving forward with the shields. Mm -hmm. And then you can show spears. And some of those are neat, but then the actual, the turret segments are bad. How much does Rise, Son of Rome feel like Heavenly Sword, like spiritually? Uh, there's a lot of stuff. We, we started getting into a weird, like, throw these spears at ropes to undo things. And I was like, hats and gongs. Like, there, there it, was a weird it, energy it, of that that, that permeated stuff, it. Those things are like the weirdly the places where Heavenly Blade clowned on it. Uh-huh. Because in Heavenly Blade... You heavenly show a, sword? Heavenly sword. Okay. You throw a hat at a gong and something happens immediately. Yes. In Rise of Rome, there is a rope holding up a bridge. You show two spears at it, or three, and that finally breaks the rope and it falls. And it just looks so unrealistic because you show this spear a million miles an hour. It sticks in this little rope 
And you're like, did it do anything? Did it work? <laughs> and then he showed two more spears and then it falls. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it, at least in Heavenly Sword, like it was it was a thing you didn't really see in console. You're like, oh, shit, I'm controlling the hat. Oh, it's yeah. in slow motion. Yeah. They got it's that so that was cool. a cool and then thing. You, and then you do and then you do the arrows and the cannonballs at different points. And those are also very cool. But mm -hmm. it just feels like, yeah, we, we didn't know how to make this game. Yeah, this this whole thing feels like they had almost no ideas for it. Like you rage two or three beaches throughout the entire game because they seemingly don't have any other clue what I, I, and you we, should do. And we got to stress, it's literally saving Private Ryan core. Yes. Like, that's and, literally and, how storming the beach looks and acts. I think that's how they advertised it. Yeah, yes. it is. Yeah. Those, that was the main part you saw at an E3. Yeah, it's... It's got almost nothing going on with the characters. Like... They do. They set up a really cool thing of you are becoming the sort of Damocles that get real revenge. <laughs> You're the ghost of Damocles, you get a, which I laughed really hard about. And I was like, this should have been the game. Yeah. Why is this not just the majority of this game's substance? Mm -hmm. And that instead is something that gets revealed halfway through the game and basically and then isn't real because all almost all the games of basically 99% of the game is a flashback. Yeah. So realistically, timeline-wise, you become the Ghost of Damocles like 70% of the chronology of this game. And that means you go do two tournaments. Yeah, with the, you get entered into the dark tournament. Roman <laughs> Toguro is like, no, I'm making it sound too cool. My yeah, joke yeah. is people will believe that this is in the game. Bye, and they go, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, Enter two tournaments in a row where the, the conclusion of that tournament will be you killing the person who runs the tournament. And you know that has to be the conclusion because you've already seen that. Right. In the parts before this because it's a flashback. This seems like a game who had a TV writer come in and write a very good twist. Uh-huh. And then they didn't know how to form a six-hour or longer video game out of it. Yeah. And that person was not interested. And he's, and then your main character is so lame because he becomes this this spirit of vengeance, like Kratos. And yet he's still near the end. Like, no, but what's more important is Rome. Yeah, it's like he's Rome cocked. He, he <laughs> <laughs> like he's too focused on I, being I, a, a man I, of Rome. He loses sight of I his. I really don't want enough games to come out this year where a who's the biggest Rome cook is a category <laughs> of the year this year. Uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty bad, Bob. Yeah, That's a pretty accurate description. He's in the middle of getting vengeance, and some guy's like, "But Rome will fall. Bodokar's attacking." And he's like, "Okay, yeah, I guess I'll go do that." It's like, no. I, I, <laughs> what? I saw Bodokar. I saw Bodokar. I'm like, why isn't she a redhead with gigantic tits? Oh, right, that's fate. That's Bodica in fate. <laughs> That's usually how she's depicted. Why would you not do that? We're trying uh, to sell. They, we're, we're they trying depicted to sell her games. as a ninja theory woman. They did. Mm. Yeah, she even has moments where she's. Yeah, did we look that up? Because she literally looks like the mocap actor for the main character of Hellboy. Oh, she does look. Yeah, she looks really she, similar. Her expressiveness and stuff was so similar. I'm like. Is this the same lady? That can't, almost can't lose be true, though, because the Hellblade lady is like, she was just someone who worked at the studio. Right, that's true. Um, so she wouldn't have been an actress. I guess that's just how weird mocap looks. Maybe. Because, yeah, you can, if you saw the stream, you know exactly what I'm talking about, where I'm like, why the fuck? She looked exactly, what the fuck? Is that the same? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Rise Son of Rome gonna save the Xbox? Is that... I mean, 
No. What if they did Rise Sun of Rome 2? Maybe. Maybe. I think we're onto something here. So how do, how was your game, Dan? How was Too Human? I played Too Human. Now, my co-hosts will not be able to hear this audio, but I will link it to them so they can play it at the same time locally for themselves so it's, they can avail themselves of what is the peak storytelling in this video game. I'm you throwing you this have in, to listen to this. I'm this throwing this in the general channel. So our main character, let me give you some preface before you play the clip locally. Our main character is the densest motherfucker alive and six different people have implied he's fucking dead or something or a clone and it's unclear and he should really, you know, think about things before he continues down this really dumb path he's on. And uh, he's he's not the smartest kid. In fact, he listens to literally no one. Every important character has told him this. Let's see if this is... Oh, it's working. This was the funniest moment in Too Human as at the end of the game, we have gone to hell and the lady there is explaining to us for the sixth time, it feels like, in this video game, hey, you know, something's up with the gods. They betrayed you. You don't know everything. Right. And she does this in an incredibly calm manner. She is very sincere with it and just straightforward. Okay. So we're going to play that clip in three, two. Let's see. I have never visited your realm of ghosts and shadow until now, bitch. <laughs> so anyway, so this, so this guy's balder, right? Yeah, he, he gets balder. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, wow, I can't believe there's something about him being dead, but not. He's he's Crispin Freeman, and the delivery mm -hmm. and everything is so perfect. He ends almost every sentence with speaking to Bitch a woman or with whore. or whore or slut. It's it's bad. This game it is, is like the game. worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. What was the name of the guy who auteured this game? Uh, that was Dennis uh, Dennis Jack. God, I remember just the lead up of like, I have fucking changed video games forever. Yeah. Welcome to my ascended art form. Uh, you know, this is just game one of three. Uh. So nothing happens. Uh, I think I covered it. Yeah, that's that's the entire plot of Two Human. Nothing happens. Two I mean, we find out that he was he went to hell at some point, which we found out an hour into the game. Yep. <laughs> For people who don't know how deeply invested into this three game uh, concept they were, you level from level one to fifty in this game because in Two Human Two you're gonna level from level fifty one to a hundred, and then in Two Human Three you're gonna level from one hundred and one to one hundred and fifty. So Two Human to understand how truly terrible it is, it was made on a stolen version of Unreal Engine 3. Oh, that, I forgot about that. It is fucking obvious. You look at it and you go, that is Unreal Engine. This couldn't possibly be any other engine. But in the middle of developing this game and then later X-Men Destiny, Silicon Knights actually sued Epic for not supporting them enough during the development of Two Human when it came to their engine. Epic shut that lawsuit down and immediately countersued for them stealing the engine. So the moral here is, if you steal some shit, maybe don't start some legal shit with the people you stole it from. In the Wasn't game, it something like, yeah, if they hadn't stolen it, they might have had a fucking case? Yeah, probably. Um, in the game Too Human, 
there's not so it's an action rpg and you do melee combat by pushing the right analog stick in the direction of the person you want to swing your weapon at if you press and hold it they do a fully mo-capped not edited at all you can tell just star wars kid ass fucking swinging your melee weapon and it plays the whole animation and then at the end it just hard loops it if you hit it twice, you'll do an uppercut to knock them into the air so you can shoot them with your guns and keep them floating in the air, which makes every human who's played Devil May Cry 2 go, yo, it's Devil May Cry 2. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing I thought. <laughs> uh, you can't aim your guns. They target whatever they want, and you hit left trigger for the left one, right trigger for the right one, and you can hit the analog stick in a direction to change which one of them you're looking at, hopefully in the direction you hit, but since there are mobs of 40 enemies at a time, and the two important enemies you need to kill are floating above them in chairs, it will not target them. It's not interesting. This is an action RPG. You gain levels. It means nothing. <laughs> yeah, literally nothing. Disgustingly so. Because they scaled the entire game with you. In this game, they don't know how to set up encounters, so it will be a cakewalk for like an hour and then they'll put two guys who have mobs of enemies they can resurrect for free next to each other so it's 40 enemies and two guys like that and they also vamp health off of you when they hit you these two guys that shit took what felt like half an hour to get past yeah that shit took forever every time you die in this game it plays i am not exaggerating a minute and a half long death animation where you see a Valkyrie slowly descend, pick you up, stand there, and then float away. And after all that, you appear probably multiple rooms from where you were, and then you just have to run the whole time. Do you think that that death animation of why Walter hates women so much? <laughs> I, think, I, I think the part where uh, his, his wife killed herself because he came back from the dead? No, his she wife killed herself because he died because, and he came back after that. Right, and she didn't. She couldn't live without him, so she killed yeah. him, killed herself. But she's still hanging out in hell. Yes, and she's been and, resurrected in hell. And, okay, so we got, we got. Oh man, we're really getting into it now. So you said that line. Balder said that line to the lady over hell, which I believe was hell. Uh, and her father, Loki, was it Loki's her father? I think that's right. Anyway, um. You're explaining to her that you've never been to her realm of shadows and lies before, bitch. And then you kill her after she explains the game's plot. But to toy with you, your resurrected wife who killed herself is just next to you and she's sad and upset. And then your guy just goes, you're not my wife. and just kills her. Just murders her violently. He hesitates for a moment, and then allegedly the sword takes over and kills her, and then he's upset with the sword for a second. For one second. He's just like, sword. Which they had, in no point in this game, have they ever even considered the option that sword might be a, its own entity until that moment. Because keep in mind, I'm replacing the sword every five seconds. That wouldn't yeah. make any fucking sense. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a looter-style uh, RPG. <laughs> Too human is probably the worst game we have ever streamed it was so funny though that 16 hours into the stream maybe 15 i get bored of the not music because it just doesn't feel like playing any music at various points yeah we keep breaking because of quick resume 
No, because we did a clean boot and it would just stop. Yeah, it just breaks seemingly for no reason. Probably because it's made on a stolen engine. (laughs) Probably. Uh, I started playing a MIDI of Dancing Mad from Final Fantasy VI. So we're walking down these giant open pathways with a MIDI for Dancing Mad playing. And as Chad's brain is melting around this game, dealing with how terrible it is, someone in chat goes, yo, I'm getting some real Final Fantasy XIV vibes. And Bob just loses it because he's like, I would hope... That maybe, because then they were like, but obviously that's better. Right. And that's what set off Bob. Bob's like, I would hope <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy XIV is better than a shitty mini playing Dancing <laughs> Mad while like, we play Tidhaven. Yeah. Like that's, you literally, you made the, the somehow the hurdle is underground. <laughs> yeah. You have to, you have to burrow to hit that hurdle. It's like one of the worst action RPGs ever made with a mini of Final Fantasy VI playing. I hope, I hope. <laughs> If you've all been playing this and ranting and raving how good it is, we're done. We're done as a species. That mini of Final Fantasy VI music sounds pretty strong, though. (laughs) It was it was such a funny moment. It It was they're they're midi maxing to get ready for Sonic Chronicles, the game with the worst music of any game in human history. Yeah, I I told Bob, I was like, man, it's really rough that we will have scheduled five Friday streams in a row that somehow feel like it's never been worse. Um, because as you know, last week was Two Human Rise. Before that, it was Suicide Squad and Grand Blue Fantasy. Not much Grand Blue Fantasy, though. No, a lot of Suicide Squad. A lot, a lot of, Suicide. of Suicide Squad. Not a whole lot of Grand Blue Fantasy reeling. <laughs> Tomorrow is the I'm tired of bad Ubisoft. I want good Ubisoft dual stream feature, dual death stream featuring flop swap technology <laughs> as we play Skull and Bones and Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown. So please look excited for that. God, remember only one of those two did the CEO of Ubisoft come out and say, it's right for this to be $70. It's a quadruple A game. It would have been really funny I did, uh, if we did Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Because oh. it would literally... What if it's the same game, but better? <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of bad boat. Yeah. I want good boat. <laughs> Honestly, like, no, you have to go. You have to go to before Black Flag. You have to be like, yeah, here's Sid Meier's Pirates versus Skull and Bones. Black Flag is really funny, though, because the ship (laughs) combat's almost identical. But then when you board a ship, it's actually playing the game and you board the ship. This took took (laughs) how long to make? A decade? It's like like a decade. Wasn't Black Flag 2013? Yes, like yeah, it was a, this yeah, it was a, a launch was title. A, this development is a constant and continuous through line from the launch of the PS4. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 man, Ubisoft's financials at the end of the year are going to be so good. We only have six weeks till they have to give that report. So Somebody left a comment on Big Think, I think it was last week, and they were like, why do they say Western game development is so troubled? And, <laughs> and, and the funniest thing is I read this comment as I was reading an article about all of these studios firing everyone, mm-hmm. all of these Western specifically studios firing people nonstop and the interviews with the people who just go, yeah, all the executives keep making terrible bets. Like one of them was even like they made four bets in a row that had a 50 50 chance of working out. They lost every single one. So our studios fucked. Um, There was a study done that like there are certain people who if they get really invested in a product, 
you know it's doomed because they somehow through pure chance well not chance but something about them makes them gravitate towards inherently doomed things and i feel like every western gaming executive is one of those people well we did reference we have a friend who's almost like the tastemaker of death yes um he has exclusively what gravitated call it bones I don't know. I'll text him, maybe. Yeah. I, I am curious. I, I, just I, be like, you getting, getting skull and bones tomorrow? I don't want to do that. That might make him go, oh, yeah, maybe Dan wants to play it. Yeah, right? Like That's dangerous. But yeah, he was uh, he was interested in that game that's now being resurrected. Uh, that was an epic uh, MOBA shooter. Oh, Paragon, yeah. Yeah, Paragon. Yeah, he's uh, invested in that. He liked Battleborn. Like and Battleborn I think there's like one or two more of these where every time we're just like, dude, you you exclusively can smell the scent of death and you go, hey, check this out. And I'm like, <laughs> Paragon was neat. It was not good, but it was neat. There there could have been a good game there. There wasn't. So that's why I'm so interested in the new thing, because maybe they made a good game in that slot of, uh, no, it's There's really, no it's really it cool. Identical. It's really cool. <laughs> Did he like David Jeffy's drawn to death? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I could know. check his trophies. I don't know. But is it, it, it's, I just like, and I'm not even trying to dunk on him. It genuinely has been surprising to see how consistent that was. Um, it almost seems like a deity cursed you into having that problem, right? Like right. you caused it to die by liking it. <laughs> Maybe that's what all those people are too. You know, the one we're talking about in the study. We found a select subgroup of meta humans. <laughs> They they can kill a product just by liking it. <laughs> Bob, is there anything else I should talk about with two human other than it sucks? Yeah, we oh. we didn't talk about how it has the best camera system ever made, which is actually the worst one ever made. Yeah, they they said that uh, all the people who played at E3, they have no idea how good the camera system is. And when the game launch, it'll have an even better one. It'll be amazing and it'll fix everything. I did remember one more thing we need to talk about. Is it the mall maps? No, but the mall mats are really funny, so we'll talk about that first. So, into Human, they made a giant hub city, and you go there in between these massive fucking levels. But the hub city is just designed kind of like a mall. Like, imagine the Acers had a mall. <laughs> just imagine Acers just hanging out in this giant palatial mall. And you go there, and it doesn't, the plot doesn't motivate you many of the times most of the times almost all of the time to know where to go next so you walk up to the mall map and it literally says you are here this is where the plot is yeah and they like you could tell that they couldn't get a actual mini map working or a compass even so they just put these mall maps in the level yeah to label where you are and where you need to go and then you figure it out because we can't we can't get that working. Yeah, it was it was absolutely wild. So we have to go to the mall map and it tells you, hey, uh they're they're the cutscenes in the food court. Go to the food court. So then we go to the food court and then we see a cutscene. He's like, not kidding, there is a food court. It is it's like it's their court where they eat, so <laughs> I'm winning this battle. Don't don't even at me comments. <laughs> um there's also the the part where I posted a picture of this game on Twitter. And it said, is this from a real video game? <laughs> because the stats in this game look so fake and wrong that I, we were talking about it. I believe I believe Chris was the one who was like, this isn't a real video game. You need to post this. Um, most people got it right that that was a real video game. Because, of course, we've mentioned we're going to play two humans. So 
If they knew that, they would know, you know, probably from too human. However, almost half, very close to half. Okay, it's changed since. 37.6% of the 1,274 votes went to no. Because it and doesn't look real. If you, had, if you had just edited out the button icons, the Xbox 360 buttons, like ripped out any any root in reality mm-hmm. <laughs> that that screen had, it would have been the other way around. So we're going to throw this on screen so you can see exactly what we're talking about. So we got, you know, our cool dude with a... <laughs> A mask that makes no fucking sense. He's got his honorable lattice plate pauldrons of fortune that he can buy here. And it's got a plus 2% loot drop chance, and that's cool. But the thing is, I'm already rolling with my disciplined sparring warplates of Verdundi, which have spider duration plus 6 and spider (laughs) cooldown plus 2%. Yeah, I think that that's what made everyone would be like, it has to be fake. There's no way that something has spider <laughs> yeah. duration. And the fact it looks yeah. so hideous. Yeah. I uh, kept sitting there going, this studio employs zero artists. Yeah, <laughs> everyone in the comments is like, is that an Xbox Live indie game? No, it's true. They're <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I bet that's an Xbox Live indie game. It was like $2. Yeah. Like, I knew what game it was from, and I just kept staring at that render thinking that is a fake video game character from a television show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look at <laughs> that- it. I think the thing that gets me the most is your armor's like repair score, its quality state, like its dura its durability. That's what it's called yeah. in every other fucking game ever made. Uh-huh. Is called state. state. Yes, yeah, state. It took me a but while to figure out what the fuck ev- state was. <laughs> everybody involved in the development of this game speaks English. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, they don't Seemingly. even I don't think they're even in, in Canada. I think they literally like or if they are, it's like the have absolutely yeah, it's English not, speaking. It's not Quebec. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's there's so many things. It's like, how does this happen? Uh, and my final thing I want to bring up about Two Human, because of the lawsuit that they lost with Epic, they cannot sell games they made on their stolen ass engine. Uh huh. But Microsoft reached a, a conclusion with them. Because Microsoft published Too Human. Microsoft apparently got a deal where this game is just free forever. Yeah, not so guess, any game pass. <laughs> guess what, bitch? If you have Xbox, you fucking have Too Human. It came on the fucking console. <laughs> Insane. That explains why we still found people online. Yeah, I'm sitting here playing a multiplayer lobby by myself and people wouldn't stop joining. And I'm like, how? How is this happening in the year 2024? How is this happening? It would be great if we could have done that through the main story, but you cannot play the story with multiplayer. Yeah, they, the cutscenes aren't there and they rearrange some things so that way, like, they put different, they put enemies there instead of NPCs there. In every right. case, there would have been NPCs, which there aren't many. Uh, so you literally, you literally can't play this co-op action RPG designed around multiplayer, uh, the multiplayer, you have to beat the game normally and then you get to grind forever to no end or level 50. (laughs) No gain though. (sighs) That's too human. Hey, uh, Chris, what have you been playing? (laughs) So, speaking of games that seem like they're just fake... Mm -hmm. Okay. 
I played Fairy Legends of Avalon, and that's Fairy is F-A-E-R-Y. Uh, this game is made by Spiders, the developers of such games oh. as Bound by Flame. Oh my God. Technomancer and Greedfall. God, I didn't know they were even making them back on the original Xbox. Oh, this well, is a 360, 360 game. Bob. Oh, this was 360. I'm sorry. Oh, it looks terrible. 2011. This is from 2011. But don't what? worry. It was a downloadable title. It was right. not a retail title. Right. No one paid $60. Good. <laughs> so this is some bizarre fusion of a turn-based JRPG, a Bioware game, and Banjo-Tooie. <laughs> So here's how the structure of this game works. You're woken up from your crystal prison. You get to make you get to make a character. Uh, and Oberon, the king of the fairies, tells you, uh, you need to go. You need we need to save the the, the fey realms because the magic is running out because humans don't believe anymore. So so go resolve issues. Uh, you can fly. So you fly around and do RPG quests, but they're usually like, go find these four interactable objects on the in this world zone. Mm. And sometimes you do a turn-based RPG battle. And it becomes very Banjo-Tooie-esque as you have these, these trying to be funny, but are very not funny. Also, this game feels machine translated out of French because Spiders is French. Oh. Oh. Oh, like there's misspellings constantly. A character has the a, a character. One of your party members has the ability summon raccoon, but they spelled raccoon wrong. <laughs> summon raccoon is already hilarious. How did they well, spell it? Uh, one C. Oh, that's like the least cool yeah. way to misspell raccoon. Uh, well, well right. you're small. You're your fairy, so you're small. So he summons a full size raccoon that does a drive by on the enemy. The enemies. <laughs> that's pretty sick. <laughs> Uh, it has lots of stupid Bioware shit, like the character. The characters have reputation, which which really just boils down to they either like it when you're nice to them or like it when you're mean to them. And if you get the if you get them to like you enough, they get a new ability and give you a piece of armor. And all the armor is just, just named stuff like Gauntlets of Electric, Gauntlets of Healing, and they have two <laughs> tiers. So. So half the gear is just better versions of the early first half of the gear. Oh. <laughs> but you and you go you go through portals to three different you have the first zone and then you have three additional zones and you do these banjo tui esque solve the problem missions which are always go around and collect things and come back or just kill everyone involved. Oh. Just do murder. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, most of the times I did the Banjo-Kazooie things because the combat is not great. But because it's turn-based, it's better than almost every other Western RPG ever made. Because it is just a turn-based RPG. <laughs> so I Crazy. don't have to worry about the melee combat that doesn't work. This game has nothing in it. It, ha it has nothing of note. Nothing about it's really funny. Nothing. It looks hideous. It's, I, it, but it was a dollar thirty. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. 
Uh, it did have the funniest ending maybe of any game. Well, not the funniest ending of any game, but the most ridiculous, the most out, the most outstanding in ludicrousness. Okay. Uh, so the whole game, everybody's like, that King Oberon's a dick. He's actually causing the problems. So you think, okay, well, I'll do, I'll do the three worlds and then go back and fight King Oberon and the game will be over. Mm -hmm. So you go back and you go talk to him and basically he goes, yes, I am a dick. And one of your party members says, well, we're going to go find Queen Titania and, and she'll be the ruler. Do, do you want to be loyal to King Oberon or not? And then and and then I and I picked no fuck this guy. Then he like shakes his fist at you. It prompts you to save and then cuts to a one paragraph text ending and cuts to credits. <laughs> It has you save, and if you load the save, it just goes right into that ending again. Fuck off. Dick. What? And the ending is literally, the ending doesn't even take your account into choice. It's literally like, these problems have been solved, but there are more problems. Check back in a game we'll never make. Oh my God. Wow. And then it plays the credits. Oh my so God. thank you to everyone who came out and saw... The game, here's how bad it was. I stopped reading the dialogue at some point. It's like, I just scanned my eyes over it for relevant words. It's like, do this. And I'm like, what do I need to do that? Okay, I saw the word earn. So I guess I have to go to the place they said and find an earn. Because it's not voice acted. I gave up on reading it aloud because it's it, it's literally, no character has any character. One of your party members is a troll with a bowl cut. That's pretty funny. <laughs> how long was this game? About five and a half hours long. Okay. I wonder what it was like. What if, what if somehow RPG Maker released a 3D version? <laughs> Yo. And your German friend who has way too much time on his hands was like, play my RPG Maker game based on Grimm's Fairy Tales. And you're like, oh, okay. He, he, he got halfway through it before he stopped. <laughs> But what not if it had been an action game, it probably would have been as bad as two humans. <laughs> the only good part of the game is you get like a you get like a um a pirate Sadier girl as one of your party members, and one of her attacks is just called pistol. And it's basically her shover shoving like a blunderbuss pistol into the enemy's mouth and pulling the trigger. And is has a really loud sound effect, so that was pretty funny every time you use it, <laughs> which is every turn. <laughs> also, it refills your health between fights, so there's, you basically never have to heal ever, because mm. nothing deals enough damage to you to, to need you to heal it. Look, balancing that side of the balancing the game would be harder, so we just didn't want to do it. <laughs> They should try. They should make another. Biters should make another turn-based game now that they're making a top-shelf, allegedly, console RPGs. Like Readfall's a real game. Like it's 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 the most Bioware-like game that has released in the past uh, ten years. Yeah, ten years uh, because Dragon yeah. Age Inquisition yeah. was so fucking long ago. <sighs> Don't worry, this year for sure, for sure. Well, here's the thing. Uh, technically, Dragon Age launched in 2014. So at the end of it so we still have a few more months they can they can break the allegation it hasn't, uh -huh. it hasn't been wait wait that 
well, yeah, because Mass, Eff- uh, Mass Effect, what is it? Andromeda, Andromeda was is a different not, studio. Yeah, it's it's also not very... Uh, <laughs> yeah, not very Bioware core. But, uh, you know, I'm sure they won't let it hit 10 full years. I'm sure Dragon <sighs> Age will ship in the next eight months and we'll all be glad for it. Yeah, yeah, the Dragon Age Dreadwolf will win Game of the Year just like Dragon Age Inquisition won Game of the Year at the VGAs that year because nothing came out that year. Yeah, I was gonna say, what is mm-hmm. not no other video game mm-hmm. releasing this year? Is that what why it would get the Game of the Year? <laughs> uh, I also played Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. I did the campaign. It's a really good campaign. Yeah, it is. It just keeps it just keeps getting cooler as you mm-hmm. go through the story. I didn't really like having to fight that fire guy twice. Uh, the the, the man yeah the, yeah i feel yeah. like that's the worst fight in the game mm, yeah. yeah yeah i know what you're talking about yeah but all the other all the others were fine and it has and i really like the rival character your virgil id i think he's shot a, sh- a very well conceived and executed rival character uh, i would like his mom to spit on me um <laughs> I'm excited to play some of the post game. Did I play? Oh, I played Celeste 64 finally. Oh, oh cool. yeah, I, I keep forgetting to do. That's a really neat little free thing. Uh, I got 80% of the collectibles in it and then looked at, looked at how to get the others and went, no. Like, I know what you want me to do. I'm not going to learn to do that. Your, your game feel is fine for a free thing, but it's not good enough for me to try and get 100% completion. I'm sorry. Uh, if well, they're not. They're not making something like this. We know what they're making. I keep forgetting that they're making a Metroidvania thing. Oh yeah, that's weird. Um, I, I did not this know. This game doesn't. This game. We saw it. We saw it at one of the things we watched. We. Just, I just keep deleting it from my memory. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a pretty good approximation of Celeste's mechanics in 3D. Uh, may they maybe don't work so hot in 3D because there's a lot of. I don't know where in three-dimensional space I am. I thought I was going to land on this platform. Half the time I went over it, and the other half I didn't make it. So it it does kind of have camera issues and perspective issues in that way, but it's free, so who cares? It did what it needed me to do, reminding me of Celeste and letting me hear Celeste music. (laughs) It made me think, maybe I should go do all those horrifically difficult B-sides I never did when I played through the game. Uh, did I play anything else other than those three things? No, I didn't. That's all. You can't run from Next Fest forever, Dan. Hey, Agro House Legendary Tales. I knew you'd do this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Legendary Tales uh, is a lot of fun. It's really weird. I will tell you, if, if you're if if you're planning on buying it, the first thing that's going to happen, you're going to boot this game up, and your stomach's going to drop because this game looks like a Unity Asset Store game. <laughs> this is like the same rock texture repeated over and over. The same five assets is all the environmental clutter that you've got. Then you get into the game and you realize oh these guys just didn't give a shit about how the game like looks or couldn't hire an artist because the entire point of this game is the list on the list of and use of melee weapons which uh that list is extensive oh yeah (laughs) 
I mean, like the, the I started the game and it's like, here's a mace, here's a warhammer, here's an arming sword. I'm like, cool. Here's three German executioner swords in a row. I'm like, these aren't really actually meant for combat, but okay. <laughs> it's like here's here's a falchion. I'm like ten out of ten. Now the list is complete. And it's like here's a military fork. Here's three different kinds of axes. Here's a goddamn cat's balger. Here's a parrying dagger. Here's uh, three different kinds of bucklers. <laughs> this game was made by a weird sword dude for weird sword dudes. <laughs> Good <laughs> hell yes. <laughs> And I'm ignoring that entirely because after a couple hours, I finally found in the menu where I could have been learning magic the whole time. <laughs> this game is an old school dungeon crawler where the person who made it, everything in it makes perfect sense to them. Fuck you, figure it out. <laughs> so, so like, this is one of those things where I, I like, I want to cut a montage of like, first 10 minutes and it's me with a shield and a mace crawling up on these skeletons like blocking their attack and going in for a swing and doing that for like 10 fucking minutes and then you cut to uh me earlier this morning a wand in each hand throwing ice all around this cave like i'm fucking john woo jumping through the air double pistoling ice spells <laughs> This, uh, for anyone who missed it, this is the, the, it showed up at the state of play. It is the first person RPG dungeon crawler thing that is VR. Just, just in case anyone missed that entirely. I don't want anyone to get their hopes up and be like, I don't have a VR headset. Right. Uh, the first NPC you meet in this game is a, is a goblin. And I cannot express this thing to you. It's horrifying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I just, I, I wanted to bring this up because I, I know, Dan, you're probably going to eventually get this game. Mm -hmm. And I just, I wanted to emotionally prepare you for having to talk to this thing. So the goblin itself is horrifying. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. And, Sometimes and like you see before, a thing in VR and it's even more hideous than it is yeah, cause, normally. Yeah, because it's right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're locked in there with it. There's no voice acting in this game. Everything is you walk up to an NPC and they've got like a a piece of parchment floating next to them and you hit the X button and it brings up uh, another floating piece of parchment with their dialogue on it and you just have to stand there while it automatically scrolls through. There's uh, a complete weapon crafting system because every time you kill an enemy, there's a chance it drops a little crystal. And if you break the crystal, it poofs into a weapon. And you put it in your inventory and you go back to camp and you can either sell it or you put it in the grinder and pull the lever and it pops out materials. And then you, you know, dump your metal into the forge or you take your wood over to the lathe and you make handles and then you put them together and it it's this kind of weapon. It's an entirely involved thing. You can level it up with whetstones and they, they have different, you know, properties plus 27% melee damage plus 5% piercing damage with thrown weapons plus 6% chance for enemies to drop magical items. And I've like, I've, I've finally gotten far enough to see the scope of this game. I, I would have, I, I would have, we'll get back to that. Finished the first dungeon today. <laughs> first. And I've seen like the doors for two others. Uh, there's, I've already encountered a world boss. I don't have the stats to beat yet. <laughs> Enemies that are just pounding my ass if I try to go to them. This is like a whole ass RPG in this game. I would have beaten the first dungeon today. Uh, if in the midst of like fighting 
what's basically a mini boss. It's the same enemy as everything else, but it's like 10% bigger and has a red aura. Mm, like uh, you do. Yeah. <laughs> like this game is jank, but in a way that feels streamlined. <laughs> um, in the midst of that fight, I accidentally hit the very poorly placed uh, PlayStation button on one of the controllers and then accidentally hit the activity card that booted me into the tutorial. Oh. Oh. And I know that if, like, like I, I went back to the main story and, like, everything, like, it had saved since the last time I had done a thing. But I know if I go back into the dungeon, all of the enemies will have respawned. And there right. were a lot of fucking enemies. <laughs> God, that's rough. Yeah. I also uh, may have already built my character wrong from not finding the magic early enough. Mm. <laughs> uh, when I was looking something up, I think because I spent an hour using strength weapons, my strength leveled up enough to where I won't get maximum int at uh, top level and I can't unlock the final magic thing. Oh. And learning so your magic for... is the same skill point pool as all of the, the other skills. Like there's 10 different menus of skill trees for Jesus. different stuff. Jesus there's, Christ. There's the magic one with three different elements. The one where you confuse spells and the psychic one. There's the strength one, the dex one, and the one for secondary skills. And then two more called legendary that are just locked. And then there's three other fucking skill trees that all pull from this thing. Like, this game looks like cheap bullshit, but it's got the meat where it counts. <laughs> this is why I didn't pick up this game. Uh-huh. Because it was like, I was about to start Persona 3 Reload to see if I like it. Like a Dragon Eight's right over there. Hell Divers is out, and I have people expecting me to replay Grand Blue Fantasy Relink to get to the end game on PC. Come on, Dan. I need I need you to log in and like go double shield and just stand Ooh. in front of the skeleton boss while I rain icicles from thirty feet away. Oh, that's right. This game has multiplayer. Oh my god, it does. Let me tell you about this skeleton world boss. You, you fight two things in the open world in the first few hours of this game. Skeleton and zombie. And then you, you go to your first quest uh, area where it's like, hey, you successfully found the thing. And there's a skeleton with two axes. He's got two. And he throws them at you. And then they respawn. And he, he's, he's throwing axes at you. You're like, okay, he's, he, he throws stuff. That, that's his thing. And you get close to him. And he fucking, like, he skeleton roars, but no sound comes out, and a red magic circle appears above his head, and then he leaps at you like the fucking Emperor Palpatine in, like, a double-twist axe slash to the head, and you're like, this is not a dynamic of combat I am prepared for! <laughs> That's really good. I have begun to believe that this game looks so fucking cheap, on purpose to lull you into a false sense of security thinking nothing crazy is going to happen. Right. You're prepare yourself for Crypt of the Serpent King and then you ended up at a Star Wars prequel movie. <laughs> <laughs> I I got to know did like the trailer the exciting thing was how the physics stuff you could do with the weapon attaching to them like you you get them stuck on your sword and show them around. Can you do that in the game and like how is that balanced? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, there's even the you unlock a skill where once they're down to one or two health, they just kneel and then you can grab them from the kneeling position. Mm. Oh, that's fucking sick. 
Because you've like the the hot swapping is interesting. You've got physical sheaths on your body, one on each hip and one on the back, and they suck and they're placed too far back, and I can't adjust them, so I don't use them. Because both hands also have a four slot quick menu where you hold a button down and it pops up, and then you just move your hand in one of the cardinal directions, let it go, and you will either store in that slot, take what's in that slot, or swap what you're holding with what's in that slot. Hmm. So, yeah, no, it's it's pretty good for quick switching, especially when you fucked up and need a shield now. <laughs> like, uh, that's also where you can, like, store potions after you make them, and then you still have to pop the cork off with either an object or your other hand, at which point they can't go back in your inventory. You have to physically hold them up and tilt them back to drink them by pouring them on your face. That's really good. Yeah, like I said, the, so much of this game looks... Like, wow, you guys had two rock textures, huh? <laughs> but then you play it and you're like, wow, this is like really interesting and thoughtful and a whole lot of fun. Man. Damn it's it. It's just about the poster child for like, I don't need games to be pretty. I need games to be good. Uh -huh. <laughs> so so well, what's the full list? It's Grand Blue again, Like a Dragon 8, Persona 3, Legendary Tales, Hell Tigers? That's five fucking games. Yeah, right? It's rough, man. I thought Game of the Year was over. Why am I still staring down five different games? What the right. fuck? Well, well, don't worry. Every single game coming out this year was is in the first quarter, and then there's nothing. Right. Until yeah, that's what I'm hearing and kind of counting on. Which is why I dive bomb them all now, and then Bob and I start rewatching all the Gundams again, and then do our Gundam podcast. It's a plan that works. We won't I mean, have like games to talk about. <laughs> it, 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 it's so crunched right now that like the only time I've found to play Trails of Cold Steel 2 uh, is right now. Oh, God, <laughs> it's so good. I'm, you're so lucky because Cold Steel only goes up. Each sequel is better, and 2 to 3 is like one of the biggest jumps ever. Like, oh, this, hey, that's mm -hmm. a good point. Um, metaphor. Is supposed to be later this year. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Game. That's the game later this year. The, Honestly, I'm struggling. That is to, a game. I, I, that, I just, that needs ten are the games outside just, of the Switch Two dropping on us like and, a fucking. And depends dick. on. Right. Depends on. Um, oh, Legends of uh, Mana. If, oh yeah, that's, of Mana. That's, that's like. And if Black Black Myth Wukong is real, we'll find that out. Oh, that's true. That that got a release date and everything. Holy shit! Yeah, it's like August or something. And, and Space Marine Two, but I don't think anybody of these gonna play that. I I don't think I'm gonna play it. I'll let it come out and look at it. I, I might not even play it, honestly. I'm certainly not buying it for $70, but we'll see how cheap it gets by the end of the year. I mean, why would you trust me on what words I would say about what game I'm playing? Last week, I said I'd get Legendary Tale instead of Helldivers, which I was going to be the only one who gave a chance. Then I played Helldivers at my brother's house, and I got that instead. I'm a fucking liar. Yeah. I have no Terrible. idea what game I'm going to play other than at least eight hours of Persona 3 Reload to see if I'm even interested in playing the rest because the environmental art looking that bad is such a giant bummer to me. There's no reason it should be $70 and look worse than Persona 5 for environments. Yeah. That that actually depresses me. Yeah, Persona 5 was on P fucking PS3, guys. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a high standard. Isn't that, isn't that insane that they actually shipped that version in the United States? That always It is completely me. bonkers that, that they did that. Not that it exists, but that they shipped it in the U.S. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you generally don't see bizarre cryptid versions like that in the U.S. for a thing that's like Japan developed and 
you know, at the last minute. The closest we yeah, get we is a Western the... developed version. We get Shadows of War. I just think of Mordor. How did that that PS3 copy of Persona Five and <laughs> behind the counter for years at GameStop? <laughs> Because we didn't, by the time we got that, we didn't even have a place in the floor for PlayStation 3 games that were Right! Where would you put it? Right. Above the door? (laughs) Was it a pre-order that just never got picked up? No, it was just the one they sent us. Because they used to do that. Yeah. They used to send games when they weren't pre-ordered, so they could have a variety of games. used to be able to sell games. Yes. Unlike now, when they sell uh, really overpriced demon slayer statues that somebody is going to a store to buy instead of just going to big bad toy store it's okay you go you go get them when they're on clearance because they've been sitting in the store for too long and then you get a good value (laughs) uh aggro yes this game does sound really compelling about how much time have you put into legendary tales uh I'd say three or four hours so far, but it's impossible to really tell. So I could catch up. Oh yes, no, please. Oh yeah, did Join you finish? Me. Did you finish Grand Blue? <laughs> no, I have not. I'm, I'm think I'm in like chapter eight. I lost a boss fight three times in a row without dying, so I need to figure out what's going on there. Oh, that. Yep. Yeah, I, I, like I think my companions are dying or something. I need to put more points into them. Oh, hey, it's a random point to put this in the podcast, but uh, there basically will be no other point. It'll just end up on a stream. Uh, yet again, the Digital Foundry video for Grand Blue is like the meme of Digital Foundry where it's like, we're going to show you one of the most impressive things in the game right now, even though it's like, you should be having this moment yourself uh-huh. in the game. I was and blown I bet they don't away pre- by pre- it. Pre- no, no. They, they, they're terrible at that. It's like, you can do this. This could be important work, but please preface it with... Right. This is this is spoilers. This is something from late game. And for me personally, I think it's like generally what I viewed the point of Digital Foundry was was the frame rate analysis and letting you know if there are technical problems with the game and if it runs fine. Right. That sequence doesn't have any of those, so there's literally no reason to show it other than look at pretty thing. That's, that's how that's I really feel. stupid. <laughs> yeah. Don't, but it, if there were performance issues, because I thought maybe there would be, because it is a big impressive thing. Right. Uh, but it also has a PS4 version, so. Right. Turns out no. Turns out no. I which will... is why when people go, there aren't any PS5 exclusives. I'm like, oh, when there are, they suck. Yeah. Like yeah. Helldivers is one of the few I can think of that's actually good. And it's forty dollars, so seventy dollar equal bad game. Right. Continues to be vindicated. The only case of that not happening because it wasn't God of War Ragnarok seventy. Yes. Uh. So that. Okay, Ratchet but it had a Clank. PS4 version. That's that. That's what protects it. Oh my it. God. Uh, Ratchet Clank. A correct. Uh. uh it's. it's the way I'm mixing all of the titles Rift up. Apart. Thank Rift you. Apart, yeah. I was like a Kraken. No, into the I no. Guess, I guess that's it. I guess that's, that's the, the one. one. The one king. The one. Uh, $70 PS5 exclusive. That's good. I don't want $70 PS5 exclusives. I don't. I want sixty dollars games. That's cross platform. That runs like a dream on PS5. That's all yeah, I ever I, want. I, I, if, if Dragon's Dogma Two looked like one and ran at sixty locked, oh, that'd be more exciting. I would be there. <laughs> But hey, it's unlocked. Yeah, at least it's Is unlocked. Is that in the news segment? Yes, that's in the news segment. Yes. Okay, we'll cover that in the Gr- news segment. Grand Blue, I, I didn't say it, but cr- holy shit, Grand Blue Fantasy Relinks environments look insane. Yeah, no, that's the be- one of the best mm-hmm. looking games I've ever played. There's, there's, it's gorgeous. Th- that, that, that volcano area, I was like, how the fuck did you do this? <laughs> I, how? 
Uh, so I see. And then, and then I think about it, and then I think about a Jedi survivor, and it's like, wow, look at all the fucked up anti-aliasing <sighs> on this desert. Yeah. Uh, I see a lot of chat not, once again, the text of my words is being misconstrued by people who are like, but what are you talking about? That game was good. Returnal was a fun game. Returnal should not have been $70. No. It was not even rock solid. It was nowhere near that. That thing uh, that formatted in someone's PS5. Game. Yeah, that game is <laughs> yeah. like, there was entire mechanics. Guys, did, did you forget how there was entire mechanics in Returnal that didn't work in the re the, re the release version? That thing they had like a pre-release. <laughs> And yeah. journalists talked about those features, but they were not in the real version in for like a, over a month. They had that had the weapon system from Atomic Heart that screwed me, and I got two guns the whole game, basically. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, Bob didn't pick up the first, like, when you find the gun on the platform, and it's like, because he had a better gun, it's like, well, that means you'll never find a gun of this type ever. Yep. Because yep. you didn't pick it up the first. Like, like one of the most broken games. Yeah, I love the internal, my, but my audio broke in the final boss fight. Just completely broke. I didn't have audio for the entire final boss. Oh yeah, and, and, and that, did, that didn't happen to me once until he told me the story, and it spread like a a, a, a verbal disease. <laughs> and then my thing started doing it too, and it makes the most hideous sound. It yeah, just pain clicking and painful noises. It sounded like it was reading a hard drive data stream directly <laughs> into speakers. Yeah, like, that's not yeah, a like, game I... that's a prop up and be like, oh, what a seventy dollars, seventy dollar great game right here. It's perfect fine looks great God. and it's solid as hell if, and it's like no if returnal had been 40 like for example you didn't have yes. any of that story stuff at all uh -huh. none of it just take it all out that would have been a great game but it's 70 you're, you you gotta you different gotta expectations yeah mm -hmm. yeah it has um, wildly different expectations also um what was it the uh I was going to say Like a Dragon is $70 and everyone who's played it is like, this doesn't thing's that have a, fucking amazing. Doesn't that have amazing. a PS4 version? Oh I don't God. think that's next-gen exclusive. I'm pretty sure it doesn't have an Xbox One version is the part that confused me. Either that or that's Persona 3 it Reload. It that does I'm have of. an Xbox One version. Okay, then Persona are, 3 Reload does not have an Xbox One version. That's where So I'm are they charging confused. 70 for the PS4 and the, in the Xbox One yes, too? Yeah, yes, they are Disgusting. Uh, is also on Xbox so One. we're really struggling outside of Ratchet and Clank to find a $70 game that's PS5 exclusive that's great and solid. That's so or pintiful. We're three years exclusive. in. Because Alan Wake was 60. They they were like, we're not releasing it physically so we can be 60. <laughs> we're so three years the in. Allegations. We're three years in. Uh huh. How is there not one? Well, there I mean, is, there is one. one. There's we Ratchet and Clank. Two. Let me let me go look at my PS5 shelf. Maybe it will. Maybe it's there staring at me, and I just don't remember. But yeah, this is why every time I have a conversation with someone who's like, "I'm not buying a PS5 till their games that I want on the PS5 exclusively," I'm like, "I just want to play games in a great way." Yeah, I, I don't know. Like the the thought of it being like, "Oh, it's like the the PS3 has no games." Meme has appeared here three years in. It's like, no, we we just have good versions of all these games for PS4. And that's right, good. And good is underselling it. Yeah, it's a radical difference to be playing a game like if you're on PS4 and not even the Pro, you're playing games at 1080p that run at under 30 frames per second and take forever to load. Yeah, like Resident Evil 4 on PS4 is not a game I want to play. And the, it, the iPhone yeah, version. You also looks have a game. maelstrom in your house anytime it tries to run anything. Yeah, <laughs> see, it can't be oh, seeing a game that's running at like 1440p and high or higher at 60 looks insane. Yeah. Like, again, Trails of Cold Steel 3 and 4 and Reverie are 4K60 on PS5, and those games 
Those are cheap games, but they look so much better than so many infinitely more expensive games because they're crisp and clean and you can see all the details that are there. And sometimes you read the, the newspaper a character's reading and it's stock text they got from a website. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's really bizarre to me that Temporal AA and its drive to put more effects on the screen made it like... <laughs> Get, really, get really more just, resolution. Well, like it puts more effects on the screen so it can run at a lower resolution in order to get those more effects. Uh -huh. But the problem is because of the way it works, you're less capable of observing the details the artist put there in the first fucking place. Yeah. That's always been such a weird, deep irony of that sort of thing to me. It's like, but um, I can't see the cool details on his outfit because you blur it every fucking frame because yeah. he's moving slightly. Uh, we'll, we'll have to get used to it, though, because uh, Tom Henderson at Insider Gaming says next-gen games will be $100. There won't be next-gen games before next-gen games are $100. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, just, I don't want to give too much attention to that imbecile. I might already write, like, here's what will actually happen in the next 10 years of games. Uh-huh. But... Everybody willing to pay $100 for games is already doing that through editions. deluxe editions. Yeah. Kickstarter like, proved that. Yeah. Like, every game has some bullshit fucky-wucky edition that includes, like, things that cost cents on the dollar that's 30 to 40 more. You, you, you can't solve a problem caused by the unending greed of C-suite with rent-seeking. Anyway, uh, Agra, I know it's been a while since we talked about it. Did you have anything, last thing you wanted to talk about with Legendary Tales before we move on? Uh, no, I, in fact, I, I had segued into Trails of Cold Steel 2 before we went oh, off on true. that tangent. Uh, do you want to talk about that more? You barely got to. Uh, just briefly, uh, I really only wanted to mention, like, it was amazing to start this game. And, you know, I'm like, okay, so, so how do we make that transition? Oh, I'm still level 40. I've still got all of my stuff that I unlocked, all my moves from the last game. <laughs> and then they start, you know, uh, like, like we're going to expand the Orbman system a little bit and add these mechanics. And we're going to add uh, like like a trade-up system to the shops and do, do all these little improvements to mechanics. I'm like, oh, that, that's a really cool, smooth incline up. And then, and then it's like, hey, welcome to Chapter 2. We snowboard now. Yeah, it's, I love that how the series has so many like weird anachronisms like that. Or it's like, yeah, this is this is like 1920s fantasy Germany, but the main character is from a, from a like a mountain town, so he snowboards. It's the best. Do they have like modern looking snowboarding gear? I'm just I'm curious. <laughs> oh no, no helmets. Are not the purview of JRPG fantasy heroes. The 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 snowboard itself does look kind of modern, though. Okay, I, I thought like, that the snowboarding thing might be an excuse to get all the girls wearing winter outfits for an event. <laughs> so they're all wearing like uh, modern day poofy jackets and stuff. So, well, there is a thing in the main character's town that is used as an excuse for scenes, but it is a hot spring that's a foot bath. <laughs> all right. So you do have to deal with that a couple times. Mm. I just it was I was thinking back to the Valkyria Chronicles anime where they were like beach episode. 
There, there were a lot of story beats that took place at the pool uh, in the first game. <laughs> really? You don't say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's all I've been playing. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I hear there's some kind of fest going on. Uh, yeah, uh, I had a real fest when uh, we got a new upscaler. We got the Retro Tink 4K. Okay. Showed up. <laughs> we, uh, Literally, literally anything other than Steve Next Fest. Uh, so, There's not even that many games. <laughs> <laughs> We're building up so much, it's gonna be like, this uh, is it? If anyone's curious how I ended up at this decision, uh, the, we got the PS2 HDMI mod, and it failed us catastrophically not once but twice. Um, so I went. I want a bulletproof high-end solution for uh, 480i PS2 games, where if the individual PS2 has a failure, there's no problem. Swap out the PS2s. We hooked it up to a bunch of stuff. It does make it look better. Um, it's, uh, and I can't, like, I'm not trying to oversell or undersell the thing. It makes it look better. I think if you showed anyone how good it looked and you were like, this one costs $417 more than this one, mm -hmm. that's where they would start to go, what? Yeah, where a lot of it was, you hooked up it to the mister. And it's like, the mister's already gets you the, the HDMI output. Yeah. It looks pretty good. Well, so. yeah. So what we were doing specifically uh, is I would have the mister put a scart out to the retro tank, and then I would have the mister go directly to the TV with HDMI, and the mister go or the retro tank also go to the TV. And we switch between the two, and the retro tank would be able to like get the correct pixel scaling, and it looks sharper. Um, but the moment you pop up with a mister menu, because that's at a different sort of sampling phase or whatever <laughs> than the rest of it in a way that a CRT deals with just fine, mm -hmm. it would start freaking out the auto face sampling on this a little bit. And the difference wasn't radical, like you saw it yourself. Yeah, it's like, so, I would never spend money for that difference. Right, understandably. <laughs> uh, but in a more fair context of like hooking actual normal hardware up right. to it, it makes more sense because you only get that option or, you know, the Retro Tank 5X or other cheaper scalers. Mm -hmm. Um it's weird. In the 480i PS2 stuff we did, it actually did look much better than the 5X. But the weird thing is I don't know why. There may have been a post made about like the, the motion adaptive deinterlacing is better and higher quality now recently. I mm -hmm. thought I saw something about that, but I didn't go and dig that up. It did just look better than it did on the 5X. And that was kind of weird, but also kind of nice. Um Specific use cases like, you know, there are HDMI mods for old consoles and adapters that don't output a high-res signal. So the GameCube HDMI is like 480p. Mm -hmm. So even though that's a clean sampling, you know, a fully digital signal, your TV is not going to make it look good. Your capture card on your PC can capture that, you know, and if you set it up correctly, OBS can upscale it just fine. So it's not going to really help you there. It's just going to look nicer on the TV in front of you. And you can custom set things on the RetroTank 4K to like crop this, do that, blah, blah, blah. Um, so it's really weird to be in this situation because with OBS and the way area filter scaling works and other things, I feel like the argument for having an upscaler is kind of weaker than it has been. But one thing that is nice is everything I put into this, I can just tell the capture card it's 4K. Just look for a 4K signal, 420 chroma resolution. Now I never need to set that. And that is helpful. But really, we didn't talk about the real killer app of this. Did you know the Xbox's internal scaling of two human wasn't very sharp? So I need to turn the Xbox Series X down to 720p, feed it through the RetroTig 4K, and upscale it. 
completely crisply done. Nice 4K image. That's what it's really for. That's what you really yeah, the, want. Yeah, the two human adapters. That's what everyone wants to pay for. Every yes. <laughs> <laughs> could you make? Could you use it on the PS3 to make those PS3 ratchets not look like a blurry mess? I could. Well, to some extent, as I understand it, the 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 what was it? Future, the first future tools of destruction is just blurry, no matter what the fuck you do. Mm. Um, because it's nowhere near 720p even, but yeah, it can it can crisply upscale any digital signal, and then it's got your full suite of analog stuff. So you could do that. I feel like the Vita TV is going to be the best use of that because you know you you turn on the sharp scale mod, you install that, so now it's in a box, but it looks pixel crisp, and then you can use that to crop the black bars, and zoom it to the full screen, and have a proper sharp upscale the whole way. I feel like that's the killer app. Looking at everything else that I already had solutions for via the OSSC, the RetroTech 5X, even as someone like myself, who's incredibly, like, I'm a top-tier pixel, like, person, peeper, autist, use, use your word. For me, it is upsetting when pixels are messed up, so I tend to lean towards autist because it, it, yeah, it stands out like a sore thumb to me, and it, it bugs me when shit just looks shitty and it really shouldn't. In this specific case, even I look at the fucking difference and I'm like, you know, we do what we do professionally. So it makes sense in that context, except I just explained if you get a clean signal to your capture card, it can solve that. But then that's me futzing with the thing during a stream. But then this would be not futzing, but it's not necessarily higher quality than me just futzing. So what is this? Is this really just to make it look sharper on the TV, which it did look sharper. And I really do appreciate how it looks on 40 IPS2 stuff, because God knows mm -hmm. it looks much better than my prior solutions. But Pixel Voyeur, I will not be taking that as a title. Thank you. That, uh... <laughs> anyway, uh, it's, it's, it's complicated. It's hard to explain. Like, this is for... Do you make YouTube reviews of upscalers? Then this is for you. Outside of that circle, I am actually genuinely like, huh. Because you have you already have the RetroTINK 5X at around 320, 350, whatever it is. You also have the OSSC Pro mm -hmm. at around 350 or whatever. Um, both of those can do 1440p out and have you know various levels of quality to them. Yet to be determined, I don't own an OSSC Pro, which is the name of the higher-end one that came out like in the last six months. Um, I and then allegedly that thing, <laughs> that thing I bought in November is eventually coming out the Pixel FX Morph, but you need an analog bridge for that. So I had my full confidence in the Pixel FX Morph to do what I needed it to do, and then the PS2 HDMI mod made by the same people failed me. Yeah, like. So, Terribly. So, catastrophically on stream more than once. Uh -huh. um, look forward to the Tony Hawk marathon where we literally give it a chance every single time. And then we just play until it fails again. And then we have to switch video out. Um, but that failure and the fact I literally delayed the Tony Hawk marathon for that. And then it had that catastrophic failure. And then I got it back and it still didn't fix it. Okay. Um, made me less confident in the Pixel FX Morph 4K because it needs an analog bridge to work with analog devices at all and it's being made by these people so I have no confidence in it so that's ultimately what drove me to buy this a thing that you couldn't buy unless you're in Mike Cheese Discord which I am by the way thanks for the heads up <laughs>
Anyways, that's it for the Retro Take 4K. Bob, you don't have anything else you played, right? Oh, I mean, there's this little fest that happened. You had like a fest? Yeah, some like, sort of scene. Like a Tums festival? No? No. No. Oh, no what not kind like of fest? A Steam Next Fest. Oh, my God. Steam Next Fest! Which, it was, because we watched so much Twin Peaks. Oh, God. Uh, I didn't get to play as much, many games as I wanted to. You know what? But we easy peak the whole time we're here. Great. But also, I missed actually when Steam Next Fest ended. So these are all demos that went up for Steam Next Fest. They're miraculously still there. Because <laughs> uh, a lot of them got taken down. I wasn't able to play those. But we still got other demos, and there's even more that I will try and play next week, but we may not have images. It may not even be Steam Next Fest branded anymore, because that seems insane. The Next Fest is long over by right. next week. That would that'd be ridiculous for them to call that Steam Next Fest, even. Uh, but the first game I played was Tori Saturn. It's T-O-R-E-E -E Saturn. Oh, yeah, I own a bunch of games by this by the same developer. Oh, yeah? Huh. Yeah, there's a bunch of Tori games. Weird. Uh, this is a 3D platformer where he plays this weird little bird, yellow bird thing with sunglasses on. Uh, it has a super linear levels, and some mechanics are kind of like Sonic games, but not really directly. This isn't like Sonic Adventure explicitly. Uh, you have a homing attack, but it's not an attack. It's used for going towards objects. So if you go down to the second picture, you see where you can use it on, uh, like, dashing. Uh pads basically in in midair you jump into it and can do a homing attack to that star and it'll send you flying oh cool um and then the main mechanic for moving quickly is you have a slam to the ground button and that is an attack and it sends you you like go straight down but then you dash forward as soon as you land and the whole idea is just getting through these levels that are really simplistic it's just a bunch of skyscrapers you're going across the top of uh trying to get through them really quickly and then the third picture there, there's an ad for a fake video game? I don't know why, or a fake card game. I, I looked it up and couldn't find anything about this game. It's just this billboards inside the game for oh, it. Obviously that's their next game. I guess. I love that I can look at this and tell it's not AI generated. Because, <laughs> you know, we ran into those album arts and- Yes. Yeah, I was like, it says and it's, almost, it's almost like you should always just have somebody an intern with Photoshop make anything and people will like that more. Yeah. It can be the worst thing imaginable and people will love it compared to AI. <laughs> yeah, that, that Minmo shit in Silent Hill 3 doesn't look good, but it's one of the most memorable things about Silent Hill 3. Um, this game wouldn't detect my dual sense, so I had to use mouse and keyboard. Oh, okay. You don't have an Xbox controller over there? No, I don't even have an Xbox controller. You don't have there, one right? Xbox Not controller. even one. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty funny. We, we've owned like three different Xboxes. You could, we own we own every Xbox except for the Series S, right? I should buy one of those to get a controller. Sure. <laughs> I mean, hey, with how cheap they're going, sometimes it soon won't be that much of a stretch. Yeah, I saw them on sale today for two hundred and twenty bucks. I was like, a little bit lower. A little bit lower. Yeah. Jesus, a bit. That's not as low as I've seen them go. But, but it's a random day in February. And somehow <laughs> Chris is telling me that they sold as poorly as the Wii U. How would... Yeah. How? This, Microsoft's projections for Q1 of this year aren't even a million. It's like 900,000. Um, the next thing I played was Plushy from the Sky. Okay, I want you to show this picture. Uh-huh. 
I'm going to tell you what the genre is, and I think that you will be surprised. Okay. This is a Dark Souls 3D platformer. What? <laughs> you play as a fallen angel. Allegedly, look at that that little scrimblow looking. Yeah, I love it. Are you sure you're fallen? Are you sure you're not renegade? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you play in these environments. It could well be in Xavier Renegade Angel, (laughs) but it has like full Dark Souls mechanics. Like you find bonfires, sort of things, and level up. You can level up something you shouldn't be able to, like movement speed. Cool. It's a 3D player. You just break it. If you go down the next image, you see that you have a glide. And a monkey that you have chosen to not talk about. That is your weapon. That's a plushie. You swing it. Is it attack? Oh. Oh, no. If you go down to one more image, you'll see you attacking. <laughs> you it's, have one hit animation. It wrote loops very poorly. This seems like a really good game. This it's, is maybe going to show up on Flop Swap technology. It's, it is so weird. Like, have, I, There's a ton of pictures in there. If you want to keep going, shoot them. Sure, yeah. I great. just... You have third person shooting that feels terrible. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, instead of an SS flask, you can take a nap. <laughs> you tuck yourself in in mid combat, and then it takes a couple seconds to heal. Bob, if Hell we do yeah. if we do an Elden Ring plus plushy stream stream with slop, flop slop technology, I'm never gonna see Elden Ring. No, I'm never. They won't let us. They're too interested in plushy. But yeah, you have like you have that glide. You have. Uh, like midair dodging, you can basically just cheese through in an environment. That's the boss of this demo. Okay. Pissed sleepy wood? Yes. It's this insanely huge set piece where you fly around like this through air currents and then land on him in his weird geometry and flail wildly to hurt him. Awesome. <laughs> it's it's such a mess, but so funny that I'm like, I I, I have to respect it. It's too Oh yeah, it's no. It's too much. This to is awesome. Respect. That is awesome. I'm super interested in this. It also will be like Dark Souls 2 or it just is like, hey, what if uh, 20 enemies dropped on you at once? <laughs> In the Thanks, almost Dark dynasty. Souls 2. You've almost dynasty warriors through them with your broken animations. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> like, what is this game? Your third person shooting, you can uh, pick up a thing that lets you charge up your t- your teddy bear. And then throw it, and it's a gigantic explosion that does massive damage. Ooh. Um, God. You have multiple weapons that you switch on the D-pad. So you have other plushies, like there's a rabbit plushie that hits faster, but you shouldn't use because it doesn't do enough damage to justify that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's plushie from this guy. That's Man. a real video game. <laughs> yeah, that's a real game that someone made. Hey, you know what? That looks more real than too human. Fair. Uh, next thing I played was Hollow Body, which is a PS2-style survival horror game. It looks to me, based on this image, more like Hollow Leg. <laughs> Just one of them. Yeah, the, the animations are rough. You, you see stuff like that where the walking doesn't look quite right. Um, I was ha- just talking about the holes in their leg. There are literal holes in it. Are there? Yeah. You didn't notice? You sure that's not just the pants? Yeah, I think that's just the pants. It shares textures. the exact same lighting with the ground in front of her. Yeah. Him. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that's supposed to... That, that's just that the textures aren't very good. Really? I'm pretty sure. Because like, if you go down further, you can see more images of her. Um, yeah, and not hollow or anything. That's fucking weird. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a PS2 style 
her horror game that's kind of like got some Blade Runner technology going on. Like it's near future and has that sort of stuff. Like the, the pistol you get is almost directly from Blade Runner. Uh, but mm. then then you get into the first, like you you crash land your flying car in the <laughs> city. Okay. Uh, the very first thing you do is go into an apartment building with a bunch of doors. It's just Silent Hill 2. Oh. It's just directly Silent Hill 2 well, to the great. point of which it just comes off as hackish. Uh, yeah, no camera control. The camera kind of auto-controls and does it really poorly. Uh, yeah, I was pretty disappointed. It, it feels way worse to play than Silent Hill 2 as well. Oh, fuck you. What? Yeah, it's just <laughs> genuinely bad feeling. Uh, uh, swinging your, for your attack, for your gun. It just... it The gun feels like it's set up kind of like Resident Evil 1 but doesn't work as well. That's... And then you have a stomp for when the zombies are on the ground. Ooh, like Dead Space. More like the Resident Evil. When you walk up to a zombie. Yeah, more like that. Oh. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, the graphics are nice. Uh, other than that, it's really hard to recommend. I was pretty disappointed by it because it's like, what if, what if instead of this cool sci-fi area to go around, you're in an apartment that's just like a modern apartment with a few sci-fi things in it? Bob, you seem to have edited them entirely into a Silent Hill 2 hallway. Why have you done this? Yeah. To make a point? Yeah. Is that why, why you've clearly photoshopped this image? It's in the game. <laughs> and then, yeah, just generic weird zombies that are white. That seems like the only thing. Uh, so that's it for Hollow Body. Mm. Next game is Aaron, which is a precision platformer that's super, like, extremely explicitly based on Celeste. Can't even tell. By the way, listener, it is A-R-I-N-N. Yes. Um, doesn't feel very good. Doesn't feel anywhere nearly as good as, like, Celeste. Uh, you see those coins in the area? You can pick those up. There's the little rings. Um, but if you pick them up and then die, they don't respond. So there's no real motivation to play through it well. You can just be like, okay, I'll do a run where I die and get the coins, and then I'll do another run where I leave the area. So I don't... That feels almost unintentional. <laughs> uh, that's all I really have to say about that one. Okay. <laughs> Next game is Deathbound, which is another Dark Souls-like. I couldn't... Yeah, you just can't tell. I can't uh, how can you tell? my god we had two games in a row that are like it's inspired by blake no shit yeah uh you are, the the thing that's like different about this though is you have on your d-pad you can switch between different characters oh okay yeah and those there's a pre-made characters that are like a basically a class like that's the assassin if you go down oh, you'll see so the, the mage Dark souls trine yes yeah yeah it's very much that hmm. um and that would be cool kind of but it has a lot of system ideas that are super quirky to make it more interesting. So your max, your your current health is also your max stamina. Stamina. So if you're half health, that means you can hit swing your sword like two times before you have to recharge. It feels terrible. And then each character has their own health bar, so you can switch between the characters to kind of alleviate that. But then to heal a character, it hurts your other characters. So you're. Your healing just, element literally is like, well, this character will get a little health back, but you'll lose health for the oh other characters, God. so there's no point. Um, and then, yeah, that, that image there, that's how they tell the story. It's the freaking walk-around ghost stuff happening, like in so many uh, video games. Video the games. word is video games. 
is. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I wanted to say indie games, and I realized no, no. a lot of like full price video games do that too. Uh, yeah, yeah, they do the hologram. I Forspoken did yeah. this. Yeah, and that was seventy yes. dollars and next gen exclusive. Um, the, another weird thing, if you're down to the next image, there's just random sci-fi stuff in this game. All like, right. Yeah, I'm like, this is weird. Okay. And uh, instead of the uh, you have died or you died screen, it has refused by death. Yeah, refused by death. <laughs> it's a uh, it's very original. Refused by death. Yeah, it's all right. It's a weird mix of stuff. The game doesn't feel ter- terrible or anything. So if you're really into Souls games, you want to give it a shot. But it's it's just a bunch of quirky mechanics that I don't feel like really add up to something fun. And luckily on those ghost ghost segments where you learn, learn a story, you can just run by them. <laughs> okay, that's pretty funny. So it's like, oh, oh, this is bad. This is really bad. Because the whole thing is super overwrought. Like, oh, what's the saddest backstory we could give this guy? I'm like, okay. I see exactly where every turn you're going to take. I have time to run past it. <laughs> uh, I see. That's that's the that's end. That's it. That's, that's all. Like, like I said, there are not that many games for Steam Next Fest this time because there's so much Twin Peaks. Oh, that's a, that, you know what that means, right? What's that mean? Podworks. Ah. Yes, that's right. It's the Pod Lords. Pod Lords, such as this image being messed up because I was just doing it for the Steam Next Fest. But also, <laughs> BN12, Ely Broyles, The Bount, Red Blaze 27, Suzu Shiro. And the award for a game that's better than two human goes to Final Fantasy XIV! <laughs> I think it's harder. I think we better look for a game that can't win that award. That'll probably be a more. A, a, will involve printing less accolades. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe show up next week to that pod board, right? <laughs> Jesus. So tired. <laughs> Seven Shades of Aerith Gainsborough. Mmm. WTF, Spider-Man. Mr. I Like Spam. This guy is just Dr. Agro. DFW3K. Muckbun. Shiny Mew. Kristen. Stop laughing at me! <laughs> no. No. Please. <laughs> me, after enjoying a bottle of Tekken Rage Drive flavored G Fuel. It's cantaloupe. Huh. <laughs> Did you drink it out of a bowl messily? <laughs> it's... Cooper Tank. The FF7 Rebirth waiting room is still shorter than the Xbox FF7 Remake waiting room. 
Yeah. It's not happening, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's rough. I see that scar, you bastard. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> he also drew on the eyebrows. <laughs> this is really good. A sleepy rat named Miko. Everyone wish her sweet dreams. Nine so nine. adorable. <laughs> Indigo Sykes. Median Xbox gamer. I don't... What? What? Have you, <laughs> what? Is that some character from Redfall? Like, no, I don't it's, know it's, that's that an NPC is. in Baldur's Gate 3. Okay. God, of course. <sighs> Today, we done Dory. Tomorrow, we done Dory more. A raccoon eating that bread. Ooh. Om nom. Get it. <laughs> Om nom, gamers. You're listening to the raccoon lords. Shinji 16. And nothing you should worry about <laughs> would like to <laughs> remind you that you matter. You are valid and you deserve to be happy. Yeah, it's just a cute little lizard man. What's. Yeah, he seems cool. Yeah, what could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Apple Gothics had it up to here with this little shit. Started to think perception is drunk. The Supermim. We've entered the next stage of the PlayStation 5. It's time to release the special edition consoles we've all been waiting for. I played plates regrettably. God. <laughs> yeah, I hate that I have to admit that that's really creative. <laughs> Like the guy who used the PS5 to cosplay as a uh, Seto Kaiba, because he just like stood in a way that yeah. the PS5 was the jacket. The, the PlayStation 5 Slim Karia. <laughs> Saraline. It's five episodes in and still going strong, so now's the perfect time for everyone to check out Brave Bang Brevern. That's what I hear. Bearded Joe, Pleochrome, Krungle Spum. Since Magic the Gathering got brought up recently, here's a Yami Kojima's art for Soren, the hottest <laughs> planeswalker, even hotter somehow. Jesus. Man, she, she sure knows what she's about. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yeah, just put a AAA budget behind that guy. Yeah. You I will don't... sell some fucking games. Yeah, I don't know how Konami isn't making that already. <laughs> Konami makes the Magic the Gathering game would be nuts. I'd be like, I oh just, man, there's so many red flags. <laughs> in, any, yeah, in, who's, any, who's actually making it? Because Konami doesn't make shit. Right. It's just, obviously, this would be the first game for their new AAA studio they're building from the ground up. <laughs> and just like, yeah, that's any characters from Castlevania. So yeah, you could have Konami make a game about anyone and be like, yeah, what well, was super hot, dude? <laughs> This Xbox podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're feeling down about the future of Xbox, oh. click the affiliate link below. <laughs> That's dirty. <laughs> Good lord. Phil Spencer, the moment the Xbox podcast ends. <laughs> Samurai, Samurai Remnant DLC released, and we are all blessed with the snake goddess Ibuki Mami. I'm, I'm sorry, mommy. I'm, I'm sorry, mommy. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> you could do worse. 
With Xbox gone and Sony canceling all their games, perhaps there is hope for one man's dream. Half of the console gaming market. <laughs> Do it. Do it, you coward. You won't. You, God. you tin foil hat wearing bitch. <laughs> if he tried, it would be the literal, like, just crater out of the gate. It would be so bad. Nero Claudius Caesar Augustus Germanicus. Rise Son of Rome would have been a lot better if the narrow and that was just this narrow. Yeah. Mm. No bit this week. Here's a picture that I took some years ago. Aww. <laughs> and out of bleach gags, so I'm just gonna have you read Yu-Gi-Oh card names. Hot Red Dragon Archfiend Abyss. Thank you very much to our Thank Podlords! Thank you, Podlords! Thank you, Podlords! Thank you, Podlords! And if you'd like to become a Podlord, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gbpodcast. For as little as $5 a month, you get many benefits, such as early access to Chugging Bleach and Pokemon Go to the Movies, our two monthly anime review podcasts, extended content from other shows we do, such as Gamer Premonitions. In fact, there is just recently some... Uh, there is recently, right, Dan? Uh, <laughs> some extras for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, and if yes. they're not there, Dan will probably put them up. Oh, eventually. no, they went up day uh, and date, so feel free to go oh, on over there good. to get uh, me having to talk to Aggro after Aggro says the things he does and everyone having to talk to me after I say the things I did. <laughs> yeah, that's where we hide the good premonitions. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you also fund a show once a month, either a public show where we watch a horrible thing and patreons get a commentary track for that horrible thing and we discuss the horrible thing on the public podcast things like the golden compass x-men origins wolverine dan what's that console war movie we watched oh my god oh my god one moment <laughs> one moment oh no um, we did watch Mario Warfare. We did that. Let's go we with did that watch one. Mario that's, that's, Warfare. Let's go with Mario, Mario. Yeah, we'll go and there's that. commentary tracks for all those things. Virtual uh, Vendetta. You, Thank you, Jack. Virtual Vendetta. Jesus. That. Uh, and on alternating months, you get us discussing a good thing in a private show. Then you get to vote on what good thing. We each pick a good movie and watch the trailers together. And you get to vote on which good movie we have to watch and then discuss. Uh, but this month, February, is a bad movie month, so it's going to be a nightmare that everybody gets. <laughs> Please look forward to it, and this is you, one you will definitely want the commentary track for. You also get a movie, a movie called Isolation 119, a stunning independent film about a man going to Thailand to solve the injuring of his brother and he may or may not be punked by an evil ghost. <laughs> Uh, and that is, this is not a joke. It is a full length, it is a feature length film, technically. Uh, Pokemon movies are feature length. <laughs> yeah. Some of them. <laughs> and it's on that our Patreon. And we have also have multiple commentary tracks of that movie. Uh, that's patreon.com slash GB podcast. If you don't have any money, it always helps immensely to tell your friends. Rate us on Thursdays. Rate us on your podcast app of choice. Uh, like and leave a comment and subscribe on YouTube if you're listening that way. 
or just go to Reddit and just post about us in random threads until they ban you. You didn't really want to be posting on Reddit anyway. We gave you an out, really. Yeah. Patreon.com slash GB podcast. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> I hear we have some news. Chris says, there we go. <laughs> uh, I just, you know what? I want to start with Tomb Raider, Bob. Yeah. Start me with Tomb Raider. Um, Crystal Dynamics revealed the new design for Lara Croft uh, via puzzle you have to complete on their website. I edited it into this thumbnail, and as I was doing it, I went, that looks really AI-generated. <laughs> yeah. I don't often think and that about art. And then uh, I loaded it into a bunch of, is this AI? And of course, that doesn't prove anything. Those things can be wrong. But all of them did say yes. Hmm. There's there's a number of things and wrong with it. Feel free to look into the image for yourself. Come to your own conclusions. I will also say uh, it looks suspiciously similar to the quote unquote style of that artist that got hired to do the Duke Nukem art, Duke Nukem cover recently for the retro whatever fucking thing. That yeah, is. I forget oh, what those yeah. are called. Uh, that turned out to be AI. So not saying anything. I'm just saying. It certainly looks weird in a lot of places. It wouldn't look weird unless it was AI art. Yeah, and uh, for people who are pointing out in the chat, I thought the same thing of probably AI generated and then touched up by someone in Photoshop. Right. Thus why, you know, it wasn't like 99% AI or 100% Yeah, it was only 81. AI. Yeah, it was only 81% chance of being AI. Oh my God. Yeah, right. Uh, specifically, this was on their website and you have to solve a puzzle to get to look at the photo. Right. And this is their big thing of like, oh man, check out the new real, real new design for Laura Croft going forward. It's like, why would that be an AI image? So anyway, we don't know that it's AI, but uh, it's really weird that this is how they reveal the design and it looks so similar to pre-existing ones. It just looks and like they also, fused the two different Laura Crofts. Right. Like that's all it is. And also the rough the roughness of it and the low resolution of it kind of. Yeah, they'd be better off if they revealed it using the Call of Duty model. Yeah. Yeah, because that was good, actually. And what's the same design already? Oh, yeah, that literal model. I yeah. thought you meant model of revealing an image. But yeah, the character model in it, whereas that character cosplaying Tomb Raider. And I was like, no, uh, that's that's supposed to be her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was officially branded that. That was literally her. That was like, literally that's supposed to be Lara Croft. Yeah, it was Lara Croft. That wasn't like a it Call of Duty character. It just kind of looked like wearing. a Call of Duty character cosplaying, but yeah, no. They should have been like, this is ours. And then Activision's <laughs> like, hey, what the fuck? Right. We got some other news? Or is that a. We got other news. Oh, Do you okay, want me to continue going? Yeah, of course. Sure. Yeah. Um, East 10 Nordics is coming stateside this year in fall. It's going to be for PS4. Thank God. Yeah, PS4, PS5, Switch, and PC. I believe they even confirmed the PC is being made by the guys who've done all those ports for him, the Durant team. Yeah, Durant. Yeah, yeah. They, everybody's kind of just like, just get him. Yeah, yeah. We'll they... Fuck it up too bad. Um. So it being in fall puts it right on top of the Switch too. Right. <laughs> I, I, whatever. I'm glad that this game is actually coming out this year. I'm, yeah, I just so wish hyped. it came out I mean, any it'll... sooner because God knows when the Switch Two launches, there's going to be a shitload it'll... of games all at the same time. Right. It'll it'll just launch on the Switch Two also. <laughs> I a Switch I Two like version the... won't. A Switch version will boot. Um, there might be a Switch Two version. You don't know. I don't think that's going to launch stateside simultaneous. That would actually be really surprising. That'd be the most surprising part. I could see it hitting Japan though. 
you know, yeah, at they, they might they might be working things out because this is way faster than they have been doing it. Mm. Like the switching from or to getting a U.S. version made, so maybe they're getting better at communicating, and maybe that's possible. I don't know. This is two large bets to make. <laughs> you know that it both they're making a Switch two version and it's done in time for the launch, and uh-huh. you know that it would get translated and released simultaneously. But anyway, but yeah, I was. With the other ones being ported, I kind of worried this might be over a year of waiting. Yeah, that's understandable. They, Nisa tends to get East done pretty quick because it sells pretty good. Yeah, it's not like the Trails games. Those sell pretty good now, too, but... Right, but they, they got they still... got hurt by the uh, let's take two years off. Right, like the, the weird back catalog. They felt like they had the other stream before they did the new stuff, really. Put a big time lag on it. Um, I also have some unfortunate news here. Uh, creator of Suikoden, like the, the writer and actual creator of the original, uh, Yoshitaka Murayama, has died of um, an ongoing illness. And he's also the guy who did the whole Auden Chronicles Kickstarter and runs that Baron, Baron, Rabbit and Bear Studios making it. Uh, they've said his contributions are already done and that they will honor him by releasing the game. And it's it's real sad that it's so close to actually coming out and this happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, um, in other news, it's a it's the uh fifth year anniversary of Hollow Knight Silk Song being announced. I have nothing more to report. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the Silk Song update. Uh, Avatar The Last Airbender is getting a competitive multiplayer fighting game. Uh, it was announced by Maximum Games, which is the publisher, not a, not a developer at all. So we don't know who's making it, but it's coming into early the, access next year. The way that's phrased, it makes, just sounds like, finally, a Western property gets one of these dog shit arena fighters. I know. Right? Yeah, I'm like, are there fighting games that aren't competitive in multiplayer? Oh, well, I guess there was Sifu. <laughs> Jesus God. Um Neptunia sister versus sister. Again, sisters versus sisters, sisters versus sisters. How many sisters? So are many there? sisters in oh. Neptunia. Okay. Um this game was already out on everything else, but it's coming to Xbox series and Xbox One X- later this year. Xbox is saved. Right? Uh but it's getting de- delayed from April to May twenty first. Okay. Uh, this is actually the first Neptunia game on Xbox. That's why I put it here. I was like, what do you mean this is the first what? one being released on Xbox? That makes sense. It happens. Yeah, it's just like, there are, what, 20 of these things? How did they just not do it? <laughs> and how are they doing it now? And it's like, yeah, what? they're done, man. What are you doing? We're cooked. <laughs> I wonder if this will even, be, even get like a physical... I don't know. Release, or if it'll just be stuck digital only. I'm willing to bet by the time this would come out, it'll be like, oh, we're canceling your physical release. I hope you didn't print discs already. <sighs> oh, God. Jesus. Uh, but that's all my news. Okay. Let's go to Chris's news block. Industry burning down block. It actually isn't that horrible this week because there's not a shitload of layoffs. Oh, so our, um, our guest co-host won't show up this time. Yeah, we don't need the guest co-host this week. Uh, Bandai Namco has canceled five unannounced games as part of a corporate restructuring. They seem like they release a lot of trash, <laughs> so probably a good idea. Uh, we also got an elaboration. Embracer canceled 42 games last year. 
Oh, do you mean they fired 42 people working on games? Because 42 games is an incomprehensibly huge amount of games to cancel. You must have misspoken. No, they canceled them. They canceled 42 games. 42 games. That's it was so a brilliant many. move to acquire so much of the industry so they could so effortlessly ruin such a large chunk of it. Uh-huh. What, what didn't this come along with reports of the expect layoff to continue? Uh, they said this was the tail end of their restructuring that they had to do because of uh, Saudi Arabia not wanting to give them $3 billion. But yes, uh, th th they did imply like, yeah, there's more. There will never not be more. That's, that's sad, man. Yeah, I remember reading an interview uh, just last week talking about all these different giant Western studios and publishers and how many of them just greenlit too many games. Like yeah. way too many games, apparently. They were like... You know, it reminded me of that Sony comment of each of our studios needs to make two games simultaneously. And it's like, can you make two quadruple A cinematic single player games at a single studio? Yeah. The second game is going to be smaller, though, right? Right. Like that's where his idea makes sense. If the second game is smaller, like a downloadable thing or something. Right. It doesn't right. seem or like that's the just, case. Even just a more rationally scoped game than the monsters that they've been putting out. Right. Like maybe it doesn't have an open world. Maybe that's. Just step one, no open world. <laughs> uh, we can't do that. I'm sorry. All of our games need that. Uh, Sony has trademarked Intergalactic the Heretic Prophet. What an Immortals of Avium ass name. I tried my best. <laughs> I tried my best. I read that in the, in the news, uh, Chris, and I was like, I'm going to try my best to imagine this sounding cool coming out of a human's mouth. And I just kept yeah. running it through my head over and over. And I'm like, that's a terrible title. <laughs> yeah, no, that's we have awful. No clue what this could be. It might be that Naughty Dog Mass Effect type game right. that we keep hearing about. It's got to be that. In which case, uh, <laughs> ha, you better hope that mm -hmm. game looks fucking sick with a name like that. It's true. I guess it could also be whatever um, they're making over at Santa Monica by... Uh, I guess the original director or the director of the other God of War because we still know what that is and that's allegedly space too. Well, maybe it'll come out this year considering uh, uh, president of Sony Interactive Entertainment Hiroki Totoki was like, uh, yeah, we don't have any plans to release a major franchise title in all of the next fiscal year. So a March to March, <sighs> April 1st to April 1st nothing this is what happens when you have a shitload of service games that all have to be in some state of being canceled uh -huh. could could you i keep saying that you know if sony had any strong competition they would be really screwed mm -hmm. you didn't prepare any games for your largest competitors launch year do you know how many people have sat out on a PS5 so far who could easily be swayed to just go to the Switch 2? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's over. Especially if the Switch 2 plays mostly the same games, which it will, outside yeah. of, like, the very tippity-top highest end. Uh-huh. They're so rinsed. It's, yeah, no, that's... I mean, there might be a new IP or something, but that's not... Like, yeah. you need something that's actually a competition. I, d I don't have confidence that Sony is launching a new IP AAA game by the end of this year. Maybe a new IP smaller I, game. Like I, I feel would, like I would be considering shocked. this was this was a financial thing. I feel like he would have said it. Like we, but we plan these other ma like we plan a major new IP. We plan this major other title instead. It's just we got nothing. Yeah, that's 
That's rough. That's crazy. Um, there was a bunch of stuff from these Sony financials, which basically boiled down to, we spend too much on games. We spend too much on games. We have to, we have to make, they're talking about getting the period between launching on PS5 and launching on PC shorter to build more money in that initial launch window. And it's like, spend less on game. No, no. <laughs> you don't even need to spend as much. Like again, 99.99999% of people, I'm willing to bet less than one out of every 100,000 people who bought Spider-Man 2, which is over 10 million sales by now, so that's good for them. Mm -hmm. It's finally profitable. Um, I'm willing to bet that that few people noticed that you redid every single asset in the game, even from Spider-Man Remastered. Noticed all this world sim shit. Noticed all like the different NPCs and like that's you just made all that for basically nothing. Yeah, like congratulations, your game now has to sell five million copies more than Spider-Man One, or else it was less profitable. Yeah, I, I don't. It's so hard to justify in something like Spider-Man. There's like, it's not a game about exploring stuff like that. It's a game where you fly over the streets super fast. Right. Like. You're Spider-Man. You're not down there walking. You're not the God streets. of War Ragnarok, right? You're not in the midst of it and have to be immersed. Yeah, it honestly, feels even even if you were down at the street level, I don't think you need to spend that much. People were are so entranced by like the Watchdog NPCs, which don't have nearly that much money put in them. <laughs> it's like people are willing to. Oh, people don't notice stuff like that so much. Mm -hmm. Uh. Dragon's Dragon's Dogma 2 will have an unlocked frame rate. That's good. Yeah, thank yep. God. Yeah. I'm glad is. I'm glad that Justice won and we not they don't they didn't listen to anybody saying, well, you should we should cap it because it's only like 4550 most of the time. Uh they no, we have VRR now. They haven't done that yet. It could launch and then Digital Foundry does a review and then they cap it like they did multiple times during seventh gen. No, they're not gonna do that. I hope not, given that they just made this announcement. Because here's the thing, at the end of the day. Even if capping it does give you a smoother performance in theory, VRR helps curve that intensely, and capping it adds input latency. Right. Yeah, it's just not worth it. Like, yeah. it never is. Yeah, uh, there's going to be a PS5 Pro in eight months. Mm-hmm. Which if they don't have any games months. to launch with, but they'll do it anyway. Yeah, yeah they don't have any games to... Don't yeah. any fucking games. They also to fucking <laughs> part of the fiscal thing that came out was they didn't meet console sales expectations. It was like maybe you should have dropped. The maybe price. you should have no. dropped the fucking price that we know you were planning as late as summer yeah, of last year. It's still five hundred dollars. And then just went well, well, well. Xbox is dead, so we don't have to even try. I bet these motherfuckers do drop the price maybe summer uh -huh. or early, early fall because there's no it, way that the Switch am, 2 dropping around September doesn't right. fucking wreck it's their It's very ass. possibly do it with, during that PlayStation Fest thing that's in the summer. Mm. Like yeah, I feel like they I'm would totally to, line that up. I'm praying to God they do because, first of all, I'm hoping to God the PS5 Pro is not, not higher than $600. Yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah. Like, I do not want it to be like, well, it's $600 and you have to buy the disc drive separately because we yeah, thought I, we could save some cost on that by not bundling it with the disc drive. I'm hoping they're still scared enough of the $599.99 meme mm -hmm. to not do it again. Even $560 or some shit. 
Yeah, because it's even more absurd now because it's like the vast majority of games I enjoy aren't going to really need to tap into that power anyways because the PS5 is so powerful. Right. I would appreciate, like, Grand Blue's weird because I think Grand Blue's even 1080p on the PS5. Like, I wish mm-hmm. it was higher res, but right. are they going to do it, that if, it, for the is Pro? It, is it that low? I feel like either that or it's art it's art direction. No, it's, really. that, it's that low. That's insane. Yeah, I watched that Digital Foundry video after I beat the game. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they were talking about, weirdly enough, the PS5 version is not, like, a higher res. It's just running shitloads better and has higher quality assets and shadows occasionally. Mostly higher quality shadows. But, yeah, it's 1080p on performance mode. I guess another mode exists. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah, why, <laughs> yeah, would, why would you need that? But it just seems weird that it couldn't do a higher I'm, res even. I'm really... Ho- I, no, not to want, you know, companies to have data breaches that cause all kinds of problems for their marketing departments, <laughs> uh, except I don't actually give a shit about marketing departments. Fuck you. Um, I I want to know how many people play in performance mode versus quality, because I bet it's a fucking massively one sided beat down against quality mode. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was something like. 80 percent like of people. 80 20 yeah that's probably what it is <laughs> that just reminds me of when i played the rebirth demo i guess it was last week uh-huh. it defaulted to to fidelity. quality fidelity mode so the moment i took over control of the game i was like oh whoa i feel sick what is this <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i'm sorry 30 isn't good enough for like a, thir- a third pr- isn't if you're moving the camera a lot 30 is not good enough no what what if like, it was turn-based and we had a fixed camera the, mm-hmm. that would that would be better the strength of a lot of switch games is they're built like that like the, you're not constantly spinning the camera around in a 3d environment and becoming ill yeah i uh i was happy that apparently they're addressing the performance mode not looking better for seven rebirth because yeah apparently that's going up with the update that comes out yeah. next week i saw a number of people talk about how the performance mode just looks soft and bad mm-hmm. for some reason on performance mode and then uh i think it was john Lindman was like it's not even that it's low res like it's higher <laughs> res than uh grand blue huh yeah just something about it i guess i don't know yeah i didn't yeah, really take a look because again i'll play it when it comes out this <laughs> is yeah, I'll play it when it comes out. What a radical concept. I have five other games staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess we should go into Xbox now because my last thing is related to Xbox. Yeah, I have no news because I moved the retro TikTok to the what we've been playing instead uh-huh. of putting it there to stall off Bob's Steam Next Fest. Let's talk about Xbox news. A- Xbox had a funeral today. Uh, Phil, it was Phil a, what are you doing here with us? Get out of here. It, it, it was a really powerful funeral because... It broke Tom Warren's spell. <laughs> like, it broke the spell on him. Oh, my God. That's... <laughs> Jesus. It broke the spell on pa- Paul Tassie over at Forbes. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, everyone... it's, it's over, over. Yeah, everyone's reading the tea leaves. The giant yeah, red thought... neon li- signs. Here I thought that, because it's the same sort of lies and junk that he spews out constantly, I thought it might have fooled those guys again. Wow! It did, I saw some really mad X box fanboys who were feel fooled, but any the ones that even show the slightest hint of sentience are like waking up. So here's what the event was: uh, they're changing strategies over at Xbox, thinking of themselves more as an every screen company. Phil Spencer thinks exclusives 
are obsolete and don't really help your console sales, which is pretty funny considering Xbox is in distant third and is the only platform without compelling exclusive software. You said like we've seen like... trends in the industry over the last five years where exclusives were seeing fewer and fewer. Yeah, you stopped making them, asshole. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense. Sony, since Sony has been pretty good about shipping decent a, a decent amount of them every year until this year. Uh, yeah, they do one or two really big ones, and it's like you can't say they don't have exclusives when they have Spider Man two, and that's huge and important. Right. Right. Yeah, they have Horizon, they have God Grand, of War, they Grand have Turismo Returnal, 7, Grand Returnal. Turismo. Yeah. Nobody's buying the console for those. No. It's just not happening. No, they Ignore that their console sales are more than double ours. But... No, the Last of Us doesn't move any needles. Mm -mm. No, no one bought a PlayStation for The Last of Us. That's never happened. It hasn't happened three consoles in a row. Nobody, nobody bought a Switch for Animal Crossing New Horizons. 30 million people didn't get into games by buying a Switch during COVID and playing that specific game, which, nope. by the way, has sold 48 million copies. I'm making the prediction now that the COVID-era Nintendo first-party releases will be the best-selling entries in those franchises for at minimum 10 years, probably 20. Yeah, I know. Because COVID gave I, them that Senkai I, boost. Yeah. There's no fucking way an Animal Crossing ever sells that much again no not ever <laughs> what if pandemic 2 <laughs> i would love to eat crow on this i would love to see the animal crossing game that's so good it sells over 48 million copies <laughs> uh but right now uh-huh they are planning four games coming to other platforms uh, two of them are hi-fi russian pentiment and the other two seem to have leaked their sea of thieves and grounded Phil then said, well, we don't plan to bring Starfield and Indiana Jones to other platforms, but I can't rule out anything. <laughs> he was asked directly and is like, well, I can't say no, which means it's yes. Right. It might have a, a so long of exclusivity, but that's that's that. <laughs> like. The, the the Starfield rumor was after the expansion launches. If the expansion launches like in September or October, which is when, when it's targeting probably, we know it's this year, and then they develop a PS5 version, that's what, summer 2025, late 2025? That's more than long enough for you to forget he said this. Mm -hmm. And they know, they know Uh, they, they, they said they'd continue supporting Xbox and said the next Xbox will be the largest technological leap in a console generation ever, which means that rumor of them making the $1,200 gaming PC Xbox is something they plan right now, even if it doesn't actually happen, which it won't. That's. That's so insane. Cause it's like, we're already living this era of diminishing returns of people being like, why? What's the difference between Spider-Man 1 and 2? What do you get from and having the most powerful console? They're going to they're gonna make the $1,000 Xbox, and everyone's going to look at it and be like, wow, it's better? Yeah. <laughs> like, they won't see the difference, and you won't make a game that shows them a difference, right. because yeah, you, you don't make, make games. 
it won't have a game that shows the difference because the game would because people would get out especially if if, if this is because the this rumor was also it's 2026 it's not like 2028 like when the ps6 would come out uh-huh it's like like two and a half years from now and by then all your games will ship on on playstation so you're not going to make a game you can't ship on playstation that's where all your money's made right and to to you know level things out to 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 apologize for pr- some prior statements xbox you did find a way to differentiate yourself with your next console it's not a good one but you certainly found a way ship two years earlier charge twice as much yeah i i think i think when it comes time that we that they either have to put in the order to have this thing made or or cancel it they will cancel it like the staggering notion of looking at the split between the sales of the x and the s and thinking i can sell this market a 1200 dollar box well the part of it was that they would get it would have a high margin on the box so it doesn't matter how much it sells i guess as long as they sell what they produce they're making money on it so so wait their innovation is that they're going to bring large profit margins to the console end of the console business the end that Nintendo's you're supposed right to lose money at well i mean they don't make that much money on the switch they don't make like hundreds of <laughs> i don't know about right now they might maybe but the thing only yeah, well, costs they're, they're like... Th- well, Apple is right there and has huge margins. They, they, right, they that's want a to different make the, market the, segment. The Apple Xbox. They don't they get to. They want to make the Apple Xbox. You're right, they don't have... Dan, the- Dan, journalists tricked them by saying the Series S is a great bedroom Xbox. <laughs> I think they tricked journalists, but... This is... this. They're, Look, they're both inside the web of delusion. Let me go ahead and state my perspective on this. I think Xbox shipping a console in 2026 that is a $1,000 Xbox, if it is insanely strong, gives me any reason to own an Xbox. A thing that I'm painstakingly except, coming to terms with I have not had for three years. Why did I own this Xbox? Except it doesn't because you know the user experience will be trash and its performance will somehow, despite its specs, not be that much higher than the PS5 Pro, and in two more years, the PS6 will be out. Chris, so why in the fuck should you buy it? Chris, Chris, I bought an Xbox One X. And you have a 4090. I have... <laughs> Are you saying I can't fall into that hole in the ground yet again? Because I hope you're I, right, but... Uh... I, you're not going to fall in it. It'll be too much that you won't even consider it. It'll be like, you're fucking stupid. Fuck you. I mean... To be yeah. fair, yeah, absolutely. If like, they if they manage to launch this, that is absolutely the final thing they do is Xbox. It's like, yeah, yeah like you put it, that out and literally no one bought it. We can fill Spencer and Valgrim by computer. Yes, <laughs> I, I I honestly think we're at the point where it's like Xbox. The Xbox hardware will last until Microsoft is tired of losing money on it. And I think that point's going to come before they have to put in the order for this. Yeah, at some point they're just going to. Are they going? Are they yep. going to have 100,000 made? Are they going to have 500,000 made? Like, how many of these things are they going to have shipped? They're not going to sell them. By the point, by in a, a year from now, their projections for this quarter are already under a million. Let's, let's go ahead and talk about that, shall we? It, during this talk, this podcast, uh-huh. Phil Spencer said, Lisa Sue said that AMD, she's the CEO of AMD, AMD-powered consoles are likely to decline in 2024, says the head of Xbox, completely unaware of... He's why she's saying that! You can't sit there and be like, hey, guys, apparently someone's fucking things up around here. Yeah, consoles just aren't going to be selling. 
that was that whole fucking show. (laughs) We fucked up and these were the consequences. We're now going to act like this was our plan the whole time. Aren't we fucking brilliant? Like again, guys, Sony didn't meet their sales goals, but their sales goals were insane. Mm -hmm. They still sold almost 23 million PS lives last year at $500. Right. And that are now profitable for them. They've been profitable since august 2022 and that's and that's just when they told us it was profitable that and that's the thing they didn't hit their sales goals because they have a box that's too expensive you didn't hit your sales goal and it practically comes free with a mcdonald's meal like the series s was down to 138 in places people were posting yeah here's the thing that i saw last year for the series x 325 and you had your their sales went down year over year. And they're going to be lower this year. Are you telling me by March, you know, early next year, early 2025, when they have to put in the order for to actually have these fucking consoles made, if they want them ready by 2026, that they're going to do that when their sales are almost zero going to be worse after today because yeah. of what oh, they yeah, announced yeah. today. Right. Like you can't say. We can we intend to continue supporting the Xbox hardware platform. Here's all these actions we are taking to decrease the value of the Xbox hardware platform, thereby lowering the sales of the Xbox hardware platform. Oh, no, it's cool. See, Phil said during the thing that they're going to put their games on PlayStation and people will experience them and then want to buy an Xbox. Yeah, not just know that that's coming to PlayStation anyway, so why bother? Like, and this is where even Tom Warren was like, if they're not just lying and planning it already, the moment they see sales, it's everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So I even, mean, obviously, they guys, wouldn't even commit to, no, we won't do that. And they have been fine with lying in the past. They lied about the Bethesda acquisition where they said, it, oh, yeah, their games are going to be multi-platform. The moment they own them, they're like, not. And now, see, what are, this what are, many what years are, later, they're having to roll that back because they realize, yo, nobody buys our fucking box. <laughs> Let's the see, what's, what are doing? the biggest Xbox lies? They showed us Phantom, that big fancy Phantom Dust trailer after, after they had they decided to cancel it. that game. There was Phil Spencer saying, not every Xbox game will come to PC in 2016. We saw how that turned out. And people brought that up, thankfully. I'm so glad to have seen like Xbox fanboys saying, how can I believe this? He said this about Xbox games not coming to PC. And then, and then there's that thing he said six, seven months ago, where it's like, well, we'll never put things on PlayStation because they use that money to kill us. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that people are starting to come to terms with Phil Spencer fucking lies. Um, I don't know why that's a thing you had to come to terms with. It's a fucking executive at a giant corporation. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't your bud. It's, it, you think I sit here and go, would Jim Ryan really lie to me? <laughs> Jim Ryan would show up to my house in a stained wife beater and tell me that I didn't own a PS5. I should go buy another one right now. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about some of the things that are kind of... They said all... Don't worry. All first-party Xbox software will still come to Game Pass. Which seems insane. On day one. That is a thing they said. So if they roll that back, we need to blow them up from orbit. Here's here's how they will roll that back. First of all, they will make some argument that Activision isn't a first party studio. They're running it separately and they and they have to. The FTC said they can't do that. They can't touch it. So that's why those games won't be a day one game pass. 
they're gonna switch to only game pass ultimate gets day one games because <sighs> there is that other tier there is that lower tier of game pass mm-hmm. a, a console game pass that they hide now on the website <laughs> this is true by the way you literally have to click a thing to say show me all the plans <laughs> and then it shows you the third plan um <laughs> was this his plan <laughs> Don't worry, chat's been doing that for 10 minutes straight. It's been rough. I, um, I wonder what they're going to do when they put Diablo 4 on Game Pass on March 28th and they see its sales on Xbox. Just disappear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I assume that will affect sales like, everywhere because it's also on PC. Oh. Yeah. There's no way they, they tank. They start tanking that now that they own fucking Blizzard. You're not getting that shit day one. That's insane. Yeah, I just realized I'm interested to see the dynamic going forward where they're like, we're going to put this game on PlayStation. And Sony's like, not if you're putting that shit on Game Pass, you're not. (laughs) Well, don't worry. By the time they start doing day and date aggro, Xbox won't exist anymore. (laughs) True enough. Uh, The part that possibly incensed me the most about all this was he started talking about the reason to own an Xbox and it's so good is you have that really great back compat initiative with FPS boost and other things. I'm like, that thing you stopped doing over two years ago. Yeah, though, I I was so upset that he even brought that up. It was like, dude, you killed that. You personally shot that in the face. Why are you bringing it up? Because because he's because he's a pathological liar. Yeah, yeah. Because, like this this was a space for lies. Yeah. Here's and here's where you know they're fucked. They're washed. They said how many Game Pass subs they have. It's thirty four million. Wow, that's a lot. That's a big back number. In, back in January of twenty twenty two, they only had uh twenty two million. Oh, number go up. Whoa, number went way up. Uh, except that includes Xbox Live Gold because that is ne- Xbox Live Gold is now called Xbox Game Pass Core. Oh, so number get confusing? <laughs> in <And, laughs> January, in January, that the same time they announced the 22 million Game Pass subs, they announced 17 million Xbox Live subs. Which well, means number went down. Yeah, I was like, those two don't add up to... Oh no! Oh, number go down. Um, yeah, and for people that did, might have forgotten, Game Pass Core, not Game Pass. It is not Game Pass. You get twenty games that don't rotate. Yeah, like, and I don't. Let me go look. You know, what? I've never even looked at what they are. Let's go look. We talked about it, and they're pretty. Mm. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about something else while Chris is looking that up. Sure. At the end, Matt Booty tries to list a few great games that are still coming to Xbox. Still coming to Xbox, and he lists Aura, a PC-exclusive strategy game. Everything. He literally Xbox. couldn't name five Xbox games. I, I think, yeah, those articles are coming out of like, oh, yeah, behind the scenes, they're saying that every screen's an Xbox. It's like, yeah. What? They, some, 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 ex, some Microsoft executives changed their fucking... Twitter bio to say that like bringing get, bringing Xbox's games to every screen like it, it's been getting worse year over year than pretending they were still what they were this fucking podcast business update was a Simpsons bit <laughs> yeah I think it was the uh, Duff one okay. that Chris posted <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> yes, it was. It was that Duff one. It's like, oh, oh, God, sadly, yeah. that also is Sony. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Among Us, Astroneer, <laughs> Celeste, Dead Cells, Descenders, Dishonored Two, Doom Eternal, Fable, Fallout Four. That's the original Fable. Fallout Seventy Six, Firewatch, Forza Horizon Four, Gang Beast, Gears Five, Golf with Your Friends, Grounded, Halo Five, Halo Wars, Hellblade. Human Fall Flat, Inside, Limbo, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Overcooked 2, Payday 2, Power Wash Simulator, Psychonauts 2, Slay the Spire, Spirit Spirit Fair, Stardew Valley, <sighs> State of K2, Super Liminals, The Elder Scrolls Online, fuck you, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, gee, I hope you paid the devs a lot for that, Unpacking, and Vampire Survivors. So, not... It's it's just like, those not, games. Yeah, they occasionally like, yeah, will change out a couple. That's it. Yeah, and like, you won't have the old ones. No, they're just, they're gone. So it's not Game Pass. It's some other smaller. Like it's not sub. even as, it's not even good as PS Plus because you no. get, you keep those games forever as long as right. you continue subscribing to PS Plus. You can get foam stocks. <laughs> but yeah, like hardware sales in the toilet, software sales in the toilet, Game Pass subs literally changed the name of xbox live gold to be able to artificially inflate the number of game pass subs yeah they have nothing it's They're, fucking insane like guys you can't it doesn't matter if phil spencer can't promise you that money isn't real <laughs> like he can't promise you'll still be able to eat when he keeps stops bringing food home <laughs> Uh, there's like he's, this... he's out here telling you to eat like in fucking hook where they're all playing pretend. <laughs> <laughs> there's this there's this interview he did elsewhere, a quote that came up elsewhere uh, about Helldivers 2. Oh, yeah. Where Phil Spencer says, I will say when I look at a game like Helldivers 2 and it's a, it's a great game. Kudos to the team shipping on PC and PlayStation. I'm not exactly sure who it helps in the industry by not being on Xbox. <laughs> Uh, Sony. It helps Sony. Yeah, that specifically. Because yes. you see, it adds value to their platform. So you buy a PlayStation, and then whenever you buy a game on PlayStation, Sony gets a 30% cut. You clearly understand the 30% cut that a platform holder gets when someone buys a game because you brought that up talking about how you weren't going to put games on PlayStation because they'd get a 30% cut they'd then use to kill you. So in the same day, we got them pretending they made um, Pal World. We got them underselling the importance of Sony selling their own published game on PC and PS5, but not Xbox. And what a day. What? What a day. What a fucking day. It's like Phil Spencer can say whatever he wants, and he does most of the time. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's demonstrably true. Yes. <laughs> Maybe he shouldn't. But... <laughs> It doesn't change the reality. The Xbox isn't moving units. It isn't moving games. It's it's fucking subscriber base on the, on this bullshit shell game they invented to try and not have to sell games. Is 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 shrinking. Is mm -hmm. at most staying the same, but it is probably shrinking. With these announcements, all three of those problems are going to get worse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. much worse I, I i had a conversation with someone recently where they didn't understand like no 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 one's already buying an xbox and they thought it had exclusives the moment you remove the exclusives it will undeniably sell worse this isn't subjective this isn't like an opinion this isn't me speculating people 
buy these boxes to play games. You've announced there's no reason for them to buy your box to play a game. They will absolutely... If anything, you sold PS5s. Yeah. Like, if, if have, any... Like, even let's pretend that somehow Phil Spencer was telling the truth and these four games are the only ones they will ever bring over to PlayStation, <laughs> which even he said was not true, for the record. He just didn't... He just said... Well, we don't plan to do Indiana Jones and Starfield right now. But let's pretend that's true. Now, now it will take years at least for people to actually believe that. If someone wanted to buy Indiana Jones, that wanted Indiana Jones, but, but didn't want to buy an Xbox, you know, they were on the fence. Mm. Now they'll just think, well, I'll wait and it'll come to PlayStation. Yeah. That, I mean, that's why Nin Nintendo never, even in their darkest fucking hours in the Wii U era, floated even releasing a game sort of like a real game on phones because they know the moment you do one, people will just wait you out. You yeah. have to have you have to have fucking hands of diamond. And, and just not give a shit. And this is and the if same. If you want to continue being a console, this is the same Phil Spencer three years ago. He's like, I hate every time people ask me if my game is coming to Switch. Yeah, it's like you broke the spell. They expect it now. Yo, dumbass. That's how it works. Yeah. I. And like anytime someone was trying to buy a console at GameStop and wanted advice. Uh -huh. What do you think they wanted to know? They wanted to know what games were exclusive to them. Oh, That's really? the only thing they want to know. I've had to listen to two PC Master Race dudes in the last week not understand that concept, so they didn't understand like why someone wouldn't buy a box that has no exclusives. Right. Like they it's it's two things. It's where your friends are, and it's right. And it's and it's with games. That's it. And if, and if you don't have on, any on games, your one, friends are probably another one. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, was... One that point, point two. If you're not in America, nobody has an Xbox. I uh absolutely yeah. nobody. I watched the Xbox user base drain out to PlayStation during the PS4 generation to a severe extent. Mm -hmm. And now basically the only people who are still hanging on um you know are people who they they to them gaming is a religion, okay? Yeah. And Xbox is the shit. Right. Of course. That's the only reason they're hanging out there. They and, and they yeah, will they, basically they, they, give it up. They, they, yeah, basically the same thing was true like halfway through the Xbox One me working at GameStop was everyone being like everyone who's an Xbox fan was an Xbox fanboy. Right. Like, yes. There was no and, the, no other consoles existed in their mind. Right. And you know what you know what's funny? Hmm. If Gears and Halo move over to show up on PlayStation, those people will leave. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. the moment Halo appears on another platform, that will break a spell in a lot of their brains. For me, it'll be like a really great day because I just want to play the Halo Master Chief Collection on uh, my console preference. Mm -hmm. Like right now, it's pay money for Game Pass slash Xbox Live Gold to play it on my Xbox where it's 4K 120 or play it on my PC where I can't stream it as easily as I'm playing it you know, at these high frame rates and whatever. Right. If I can have it on my PS5 and just play it, then we're good. And I, and I know people who, uh, who are really huge Halo fans. They're in Halo Discord servers for, like, community Halo parties. They're like, yeah, it's like, it's like a funeral in there. Like, they're all black-pilled now. Yeah. So this, this seemingly worked on nobody, because you can't confirm, 
well, it'll be four things, but not everything. Like, you can't, nobody believes that. Yeah. And, and the funniest thing is it took them a week to arrange this limp podcast to try to do that, and they didn't do anything successfully. They would have been so much better off just doing a knee-jerk reaction the day of. Uh-huh. Instead, you get five people, or five days of people, like, speculating, and then you just tell them, Everything is true. The, the, yeah, the, yeah, you the, can't, you, the sky is falling, yes. The most the most you could tell them is, well, we don't plan to do Starfield and Indiana Jones immediately, which is the wasn't that rumor. It was timed exclusive on Indiana Jones after the deal after the expansion pack for Starfield. It's like those are far enough away that it, it's long enough for Phil Spencer to say, Well, the plan changed. I never said there wasn't I just said there wasn't a plan now. Right. Yeah. So this show was about as bad as it could be. I don't know how much worse it could have been. <laughs> the only way it could have been worse is if they walked Game Pass put benefits back at the same time. Yeah. Which yeah. I still which I still think they're going to do before the end of this year in some way. Or they'll just keep raising the price. Mm. Like we had the, that joke on Game of the Year about we don't want a $25 Game Pass tier. That still feels terrifyingly likely because it'd be like, well, yeah, you get Call of Duty, but it's $30 a month. Yeah, everything comes to the Game Pass. It's just, you know, the different tiers. I you, you're paying for the wrong one. I cannot. There has never been a power gap bigger in this industry <laughs> than the year that Sony forgets to launch a game. <laughs> the year that Xbox is burning itself as a brand, burning up like tissue paper. Nintendo launches the Switch 2. Gentlemen, yeah. you basically Nintendo handed them the, the fucking gen. I just yeah. I keep thinking about it and picturing all of those like track and field events where every runner but one trips. <laughs> Nintendo wins by doing nothing. Can't keep being a joke, guys. Make them you put in an input. Make them pick up the controller at least. <laughs> yeah. I see people posting the link to Tom Warren just quoting Phil Spencer saying that, you know, that we're, we're not doing it yet. Like, we, we, as an industry, we shouldn't rule out a game going to other platforms, you know? Uh-huh. As an industry, we shouldn't do that. One of the top replies is a person whose name is Accension. And Accension says, You lied before. You said it was coming to PS5. You lost credibility. And then, of course, there's like they have a green X in their profile. Of course, picture. I figured, yeah, because it's over. It's fucking <laughs> over. It's fucking over. Tom know. Warren is being Tom done. Warren is being shockingly aggressive. He's being like, "I'll bet you money." Yeah. No, he knows. Yeah. At a certain point now, it is in his best interest to retain any any journalistic integrity and just. Call this obvious thing what it is. The only people left not doing that are the true definition of fanboys. Or and they're just he, really terrified and, of you not liking them. Uh, the, that's just the, like the only I mean, they're groups. fanboys, but well, let, me, let me look up the exact stages of greed. <laughs> so denial is number one. So I expect in, within the next week they will switch to anger. Uh, and then it will become something like so it'll be denial now, then they'll be pissed. Then after that, it'll be, well, well, this means this means our Game Pass Day 1 games are safe because, you know, they're making money on, on Sony, on PlayStation, on Switch. So we'll still get Day 1 Game Pass games. So it's actually good in that way. Then they'll just get depressed. <laughs> uh, and then they'll accept it and, and take their, their Series X to GameStop and get a PS5. 
Uh, if you're if you're an Xbox fanboy on the fence, better do it fast because once everybody else starts doing it, GameStop's gonna slash how much money they'll give you. I think they'll still give you like two eighty five right now for it. That's a lot of money. That gets you a hell of a long way to a PS five. Come on, two eighty five. I paid five hundred dollars for it. I mean, it's been a few years. I, I paid, two, but and if you and if you have game, but, if you have a. GameStop uh, Pro membership, which you probably do because you own an Xbox, so you're probably a rube. Uh, it'll be like that's like three hundred and ten dollars. Ooh. Why isn't Grand Blue Fantasy Relink on Xbox, Phil? That game's already sold a million copies. That's probably going to be a game of the year contender at bare minimum for us, probably for a lot of people. And you don't have it. And you don't have it because you didn't give a shit. Because you can't look at a game and go, oh shit, we should have that. Yeah. Yep. As I said, instead, like, instead it'll get a digital only release in October. Xbox genuinely is like one of the worst tastemakers for any platform or first party studio in the industry. One of the most laughable things they said during that this podcast. Yeah is one of them was like, you come to Xbox because you know that we'll, we have the games. We have the biggest games. We have all the games you but want. you it's don't. Like, no, you don't, you don't. You don't in any way. You don't have the biggest games. Sony does. Hey, you Chris, don't have the games I want because you don't care about niche genres. You didn't even have Baldur's Gate day one. Hey, hey, it's game of the year. Hey, Chris, didn't you do some maths and figure out exactly how many of the games that they have based on our own oh, game of the year? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Fuck, I oh. forgot I did this. Let me go get it. How many, how many of the games <laughs> did the Xbox have? I mean, obviously, so, we had 24 different games uh, collating yeah, all well, of our Game of the Year list. They yeah, must have had yeah. a lot of that in order to have the games. We had 24 unique games across our four top tens. 21 of those games you can play on PC. 18 of those games you can play on PS5. 10 of those games you can play on Switch. Which, you know, no, worth noting right now, the Switch is pretty weak. I bet the Switch 2 would have a much higher percentage. Oh, yeah. Yes. We're, we're what, almost eight years into Switch, something like that? We're yes. Year six, yeah. Yeah. Seven? Oh, my God, we're on year seven. Yeah. So, of course, there's a new one. <laughs> so, anyway, continue. Eight of them you can play on Xbox. Eight. One third. And of course, none of those are exclusive. The Switch has a lower number, but, you know, multiple of those games are exclusive to Switch. You right. can only play them on Switch. Not, all those are just like, well, Alan, like two, you can play on Xbox. And, for, and honestly, I probably, sh that, that eight for Xbox probably should be seven because Baldur's Gate was fucked at the very <laughs> least. In 2023. Right, and hardly made it into that year. Mm hmm Came out in what, December? So, December, yeah. yeah. I think it came out the day of the Game Awards. They yep. dropped it. So, you don't have, you don't even have all the, you don't even have library parity with the PlayStation on third-party games. Your exclusives aren't even in the same galaxy. Right. God no. God, I, Sony you know. has Sony has you beat on on 
Sony's terrible version of Game Pass still has more subs than your version, than actual Game Pass. Right, because generally speaking, they can only sell subs to people who are there at the platform. Most PC gamers don't care that Xbox has Game Pass on PC. Yeah, no. And yeah. most people do not own Xboxes. So, of course, PlayStation Plus is whipping their ass. Your sales are, their sales are almost nothing. Like, I'm sorry, if you can't accept that Xbox is not going to be a platform within the next three years, and Game Pass is probably going along with it, unless it becomes a game streaming platform exclusively. Well, like, it's a good thing Phil they have the streaming rights to all of the games they bought, right? Oh, that's right. <laughs> they can't, literally can't do that because they... They had to sell those rights to other companies to manage because the EU forced them to. They'll have to buy the rights to stream their own game back from the people Jesus. they sold it to in order to be able to make the acquisition. No, it's okay. There's PC Game Pass, and that'll keep going even if no one on our spies it. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm Like, people are making up all these insane cope things. Like, well, they'll convince place... They'll convince PlayStation to allow Game Pass that is only their only their games. Yeah, it's no. Like, they, why why would Microsoft even want that? The, the, the entire funniest, reason they're doing that this is to get actual sales. The funniest thing about that is they have said that they've tried to get that, and, and Sony and, Play, and Nintendo would not allow it. Wonder why? Yeah, because they could see like that. That just kills everything that right. kills sales and i mean anyone with a functioning brain should be able to figure it out but now we have enough evidence that anyone who can read can figure it out right it's like there there is no escape route every every emergency parachute has failed phil spencer pulled his fucking emergency shoot thing and fucking silverware came out of the back behind <laughs> And the sad thing is every person on this podcast would tell you if xbox had exclusives as strong as sony's then we this would have gone differently, but they just haven't. Mm -hmm. Redfall and Starfield are not as good as Sony's offerings. That Forza Man. Motorsport last year, everyone forgot it existed. Gran Turismo yeah. Seven still doing year, well. Last year, Microsoft had one of their best exclusive lineups in the probably the five years previous. They had Hi-Fi Rush. They had Redfall, which will eventually be something approaching an acceptable game, maybe. They had Starfield. They had Forza. Their consoles were on sale constantly. Down 26% from 2022. A third of Sony, less than half of Nintendo. They're fucking done. To yeah. fight their way out now would require a, a law, an extremely long-term focused investment in which no compromises could be made. And nobody holding the purse strings at Microsoft is going to give them that. And Phil Spencer, to put it perfectly fucking honestly, doesn't have the ability or will to execute that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, observing Phil Spencer as the person he is, the interviews he does, the actions he takes, and how Xbox has been governed under him for way too long. Yeah. You can observe that the man does not have a strong vision. He does not have an ability through Matt Booty to curate really strong studios making really good software. There is no recovery. Yeah, the, the studios yeah, they have Phil basically can hardly make a video game. But for whatever reason, Microsoft will not fire Phil Spencer. Yeah. 
well, he's been there for like 20 years. He was the head of Xbox Game Studios before they made him CEO of Xbox, a title that totally is real. A CEO of gaming? <laughs> but, like, yeah, there's, there's, there's no way out. Like, instead of, instead of making those hard decisions, you know, seven, eight years ago when he should have, he made the decision, well, we'll be the Netflix of gaming. We'll be on cloud devices. We'll take all these steps other than other than working on the core issue because that's hard and requires telling. It's a lot easier to get a tech CEO to to do what you want when you say a bunch of buzzwords and talk about how you're going to be the Netflix of gaming mm -hmm. than to say, oh, yeah, this is going to gonna hurt and we're going to lose more money than we make for a while. I'll, I will, I genuinely won't have any read on Microsoft other than that they will somehow destroy themselves within the next decade if Phil Spencer is still at Xbox at the end of this year. Yeah, okay. Like, uh, he some, literally drove them into oblivion. Somebody pointed it out, and I looked it up to confirm. He's been at Xbox, he's been at Microsoft for 36 years. He's yeah. literally been there basically the whole time anyone on this podcast has been alive. Yeah. So basically just has since tenor. Microsoft right. started. Mm -hmm. that's insane so he has so he has mm -hmm. tenure they can't get rid of him you'd think so, they'd be able to restructure and replace him in the gaming division but that doesn't seem like something they will do like is, was it worth it phil was turning yourself into gaming's elon musk worth it I don't know was what the it, it would be because <laughs> <Yeah>. I don't. <laughs> what was accomplished? Uh, I mean, no. he, I mean, he he obviously wanted this. Like, unless he's just some, unless behind the scenes, he's just some huge pushover that marketers were able to convince. We're going to make you the face of Xbox, Phil. We're going to make you their god. And he just went with it. He's like, all but right. Unless, unless that's the case, he he wanted this. He wanted all this attention. He wanted everybody looking at him like this. He wanted. And then, like, and now you're the guy that they Photoshop into Donald Trump, the Joker. Yeah, that was that was some. Yeah. Like now you're now they they're making the lies of Phil and putting you on the lies of B cover. Yeah. It's, these are the things that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. The name tags actually line up. Chris, you're looking pretty fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely should have been Shadow. <laughs> Bob, are you gonna make it? No, <laughs> I don't feel so good. <laughs> at least we don't have to. At least, at least in the near future, we won't ever have to talk about Xbox again. I hate talking about such a bummer fucking product and such an like. They get so much talk, and I frankly here. Okay, sorry. Let me start over. Agro once talked about how frustrating it is that American coverage of stuff journalistically and otherwise, there are two sides to a thing, so we have to give equal amount of time to both sides and pretend both sides are equally legitimate. Xbox is a third of the industry, and it gets talked about like it is at least a third of the industry, I would say, in a Western American coverage. More time than that. Mm -hmm. Nintendo, if anything, gets the short end of the stick, I feel like, when it comes to coverage. And it just is so frustrating to... We can't ignore Xbox News. You know? We need to cover this as it goes down. And it's just exhausting. It's like if I yeah. had to deal with the fucking... 
Sony greenlighting so many games as a service arc for 10 years. Yeah, yeah I mean, if, if they didn't do anything but that, they had no other games, they had no other appeal as a platform. They just were like, well, we don't, you don't have Spider-Man, you don't have God of War, you don't have Eternal, you don't have Ratchet and Clank, you don't have any of that shit. You just have Concord. <laughs> and, uh, and you're and you're right. There is there is something Western journalists really fucking have it out for Nintendo. Like they they're they're upset they have to cover the baby game company. Yeah, there's some weird. Which is how you get head. those weird takes. Like it's like, well, if Microsoft made a portable, that'd be really exciting. But the Switch too, uh, it's just whatever. It's like uh, one of these won't exist, and the other will sell 150 million units during its lifetime. I don't care about this thing that everyone who plays video games agrees has some sort of appeal. And I'm like, then you're out of touch by right. definition. <laughs> Unfortunately, we'll have to hear about more Xbox stuff soon. Is they would they would not just actually announce these games that are coming out. They'd that was upsetting. Yeah, it feels like no, those teams have their own plan for their announcements. So we can't say what they are, even though everyone knows what they are. So we're, we'll have to have that in the next few weeks, I'm sure. Because there's no way Hi-Fi Rush but, is that far that off. Yeah, Hi-Fi Rush is going to... Hi-Fi Rush is probably going to be this month. Right. Like, people, people, people keep saying, like, yeah, there's going to be a Nintendo Direct. And in that Nintendo Direct, they will shadow drop it. Mm -hmm. We got someone in chat asking a question, and I think it's worth talking about. Uh, they ask, isn't that what Western journalists act like now with the Steam Deck? Here's the thing, though. The Steam Deck is actually doing something new and exciting in as much as it's bringing your PC platform to a portable, it's getting Linux as a gaming platform going. However, yes, that is what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. But there's yes, at least something new and valid to appreciate there, right? <laughs> at least there's that. Whereas with the Xbox yes. stuff, it, it feels like we're pretending their offering is just as good as Sony and Nintendo's, and it's just frankly not. Their best thing was the back and pat, and they haven't touched it in over two years. If... This we would be having a very different conversation if even all they did was still actively update the backwards compatibility. We would be talking about how it sucks that they could that the other divisions couldn't get their shit together on the level of the backwards compatibility. We'd be telling people, hey, as these boxes get put on fire sale, you should try and get one. Mm -hmm. It would be such a different with that one change that would cost them almost nothing to keep going. That backwards compatibility mm. shit. I guarantee that they've spent 10 times as much on perfect dark, a game that still might never come out than they ever did on that back compat initiative. Yeah. yeah. Like, even I, 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 as they were ramping up the back compat, I'm like, okay, there is a point at which I will pay money for an Xbox to get access to that library. I don't have to do that anymore. But yeah, if, if they had done that, that would have hit a tipping point. Right. Mm -hmm. For a lot of people like me who just never got to play any of the good Xbox games. I mean, plus I'm sure someone like yourself would see some value in like a 4K 60 frames per second Morrowind on a controller. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like for me, that is the biggest thing with the Xbox is I, I love that we can play these older games on it. I we've used our Xbox to play 360 games more than we've ever used it to play Series X games. Yeah, that's that, that's how it is for me too. Like I, Final Fantasy 13, Final Fantasy 13 2, Final Fantasy 13 3, John Madden, Madden 94, Madden 95. Uh, Football. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but you know, I, I have Lost Odyssey. I have Enchanted Arms. It's the easiest way to play Killer is Dead. It's the easiest yep. way to play Shadows of the Damned. Might be the only way Shadows of the Damned. I don't think that ever got a PC release. That's why they're remaking it. Oh, yeah. Um, Maybe true. You know, there's all these games. It's like, well, we just stopped that. I'm like, you, you bought all these fucking companies, you asshole, and all the games you own still aren't on here that yep. you owned before. Yep. It's but you, we we can't for we, we uh, well well that would require actually having people who know how to do things and we just we just want to have contractors. So, yeah, this problem could have been solved with better direction, but yeah, yeah, no, there have been many points in Xbox history where it's like, yeah, you could have saved it. Yeah, I mean, they were doing great for different parts, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows what the um, sales of the Xbox original would have been like if it ran for a full console cycle, but they cut, they kneecapped it barely over three years in when they were like, the 360s this year and we're shutting down the Xbox original. Like, that's they barely got three years. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because the 360 came out four years after it did. And they announced the 360 at the beginning of that year, basically. So when you think about like, oh, the Xbox original only got this many sales, and it's like, yeah, they kneecapped the hell out of that console. It's crazy. Like, I would say that the, the, the success goes 360 Xbox original Xbox One series. Yeah. Just from vibes and also how they sold for how long, you know? Yeah. Like, why, why is Rare doing nothing? Why is Banjo sitting in a vault? Because like they want to make some why, game you, that no one on Earth wants to play and say, they don't they know how to do it. You say this shit. They, you say this shit and your average game journalist will be like, well, no one cares about Banjo. They do, and guess why they don't if they don't? Mm-hmm. He's in fucking Smash Brothers. Yep. He's in fu- a game that sold like 45 million fucking copies. That's some dumb Nintendo game. Who cares? <laughs> Xbox yep. is it about ha- dumb ha- Nintendo games. That has to actually be the internal candor about that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, it has to be something like that. No, yeah, like, I, I don't... Because I know how it sounds, I don't want to bring up that maybe some of the large-scale business decisions that have sunk Microsoft over the last two generations are holdovers of the terrible, terrible, poisonous seventh-gen bro mentality that they developed as a culture internally and externally with their fan base. Well, that uh, that that seems to be true because, again, like I keep saying, in so much as Xbox has an identity... They've turned it into, well, we're the PC console. And I do feel like that to a large degree, the bro audience like merged with the PC master race guys. Mm. Like a lot of Xbox 360 guys became PC master race guys. Yeah, no, that, I've seen that for sure. Um, But here's the thing, like the more toxic elements of that fan base have already been dropping out because Gears 5 uh, features a lady as the main character. <laughs> And yeah, I, they, I, they got they got away from their core element after they released Rise, and were like, well, I guess maybe we shouldn't always hate women. At, immediately after that game, <laughs> yeah, but it's it's fucking insane. They easily could have shipped like some banjo games and other things, but like it took them years to deliver on the fucking Battletoads promise. And look how that looked. Look how that came out. God, Battletoads. No one else. No one else in this industry would have shipped Battletoads. No. That that's a that's another thing where like journalists just failed. It's like how are you not busting Phil's balls? Like the thing you gassed up for three years is this utterly abysmal 
flash thing that seems like it pieces of a game jam that they just crammed together right it yeah. feels like shovelware that they that has official licensing <laughs> i'm sorry there's someone saying all the bro audience moved to days gone <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's like they released big league sports for the wii yeah it's what you get on accident instead of wii sports <laughs> god yeah no Anyways, there was a way out for them. I don't see it anymore. Yeah, there's there's not anymore. Like any any way out would require an idea that none of us can come up with. Like it would require a switch tier altering the paradigm thing. Like it would th- it would it would require that thing that I think we floated once as an impossibility but something they could maybe achieve of like we're partnering with Valve and the next Xbox can play every Steam game and also your Steam library carries over. I mean, there are people floating that that's what the $1,200 Xbox is, that it is a Windows gaming PC box. That's not an Xbox then. Yeah, like, that's, that's like crazy. Gaming PC. That's, that's an Xbox with two boot modes. Uh-huh. And those people think that's going to change everything? I don't think that'll change their odds in the industry, but I will say that at least gives them a unique thing well, that anyone would an come idea. to them for. That is, like, that is a thing to come to them for, a thing they currently do not fucking have. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, even that, that's just Microsoft volunteering to produce a Steam box. Like, right. Xbox yeah. is cooked. Also worth noting, if they did make such a thing, you would have to wonder, like, it would have to use an x86 cpu which in one of those things in the leak was talking about like maybe maybe they're moving away from that speaking of which even weirder than them hard confirming like through them saying oh and it's going to be the biggest generational leap ever uh they they basically confirmed the 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 all adorably all digital shit at the end of this year because they said the hardware team has something really exciting for this holiday season they God, I missed that. The well, only they, other thing well, that they, could be about is the controller, well, which was also well, no, in the no. leak. Well, yeah, it's 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 the it's the game tube because they already had to order it. Like they can't cancel it at this stage. Man, how they is that to so put in ex- that order? Probably, probably so a year fun. ago. How is so that exciting fun. for the user? It's the same uh, yeah, thing. Well, and also, no, no, Bob, it's it, not the same thing. It, It'll have worse margins at retail because they'll have to give the retailers more money. So they will actually lose more money on it than they do the physical Series X. And the consumers also lose the disk drive, so they gain nothing. So they can't play 4K Blu-rays or normal Blu-rays or any of the games they own on disk. Yeah. Well, they Exciting. don't own any games anymore. It's all Game Pass now. Except, oh, that subs of that are going down also. Oops. Anyways, I don't understand anyone who's like, Xbox is doing fine, given we just spent forever talking about everything they did that is observably, objectively not working out for them. In, in, whose, yeah, world, have, in whose world is Forza doing what it did last year winning? There, when you have Paul Tassi, who is willing to give the worst companies in the world all the, like a world supply rope is saying, I don't understand Microsoft's current strategy with Xbox. <laughs> that's that's condemning. Yeah, that's condemning. It is. Yeah, and it's in a, a year from now, we're all going to look back on this and be like, people, people actually believed them when they told those lies. Yeah, 
Although it looks like not many. <laughs> More than should. I'm going to be real with you, Xbox. At this point, it would behoove your unit sales to keep Xbox out of the news as much as possible. We're on an all news is bad news <laughs> operating system. You know how they say all publicity is good publicity? Not always. Not always. We, we've kind of we've kind of entered the, the a reverse situation where now anything Xbox does has all these things bring up and little bits of it will get back to the completely the completely unaffiliated consumer who will then just go buy a switch. Yeah, I think I think we we ended up in a space where Microsoft's announcements today and their plans have really just made the PS5 a stronger proposition. So they gave them any amount of chance Sony will have fighting a Switch 2. God, I wonder. Which is still not enough. Man. So, and will people still be like, oh, they're just bad at messaging? It's just bad messaging. They've been doing that for 10 years. I know. Why would this, they stop now? This is like that final straw of like, what was the good message? I'm going to. Was there one? Could you find it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bury this here because I wasn't covering it news. So the Did You Know Gaming shit went on, down on Twitter and somebody asked, what were they thinking? Why did they think retweeting this would work and they would all dogpile gigaboots? And then I go, well, it worked six years ago. Why wouldn't it work now? Jesus. Exactly. Why would you change your strategy at that point? Why that would is you? really how that business update felt like. We as people lack the language to describe how fucked we are. So we're just going to keep using these sentences that have worked in the past. So good. <laughs> also, I love uh, someone in chat said this, and I feel like this is the new meme. Hey, Xbox executive, name five Xbox games. <laughs> 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 See, this is why we need E3. We need a million busted-ass YouTubers walking around with a $5 bill haunting Xbox executives. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be so good. The, you all have to ask Mac Booty, because Matt Booty couldn't name five during that. He could only name four, then Ara. <laughs> <laughs> At least he got four, I guess. Did he... Maybe it might have been fewer. I, I, don't know. I thought it was only three in one of those. Now this challenge is looking harder than ever. <laughs> well, man, is, is this why? Is this why Phil could only confirm four games coming to PlayStation? He couldn't think can't of more count than that. Five. Oh my god. Okay. Did he even say flight sim? No. No. Because they were upcoming games. A big problem here. Yeah. There's almost nothing. Anyways, I think I think I think everyone any last comments? I got mine out. I don't think so. Nah, pull the lever. We grieved. Nah, we're we done. grieved we grieved a bit last week anyway, in preparation for this week. So if you want to see people torn up over how much <laughs> this sucks, go see last week. Anyway, uh that's gonna do it for this episode of Big Think Dimension. Let's talk about what we got coming up though. Uh Bob and I tomorrow are playing I'm tired of bad Ubisoft. I want good Ubisoft. <laughs> With the dual death stream with flop swap technology featuring Skull and Bones and Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. One game of which I hope I get to play. The other game of which I hope he gets to play. <laughs> uh, Chris, what do you got going on? Uh, well, I I'm not going to get distracted by any shiny garbage I find on the Xbox <laughs> store. So I guess we're streaming Darksiders too. Hey! <laughs> 
Hey, Akron, what do you got going on? It, it, it depends on whether or not uh, somebody buys Legendary Tales. <laughs> it's game of the year again. Help. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for Big Think Dimensions. See you all later. Goodbye. Bye. very much for listening to this episode of Big Think Dimension. Big Think Dimension is only possible because of you and your support over at patreon.com slash gbpodcast where you can get commentary tracks for countless movies, exclusives that are extras for many of our podcast show, early access to Pokemon Go to the Movies and Chugging Bleach, and get to watch the exclusive movie, Isolation 119. That's over at patreon.com slash gbpodcast.